0: Tried to make me read my tabloids But I said no, no, no show was young. Being there, it had so much fun. Talking books with the Dead fresh crew. We had so many lies when we did the reviews. But the biggest lie about God
1: was when we told DC to suck us.
2: DC, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. I did my reviews on the roundup, they're there on the bottom. I guess you got mad, the review copies, we ain't got them. The probably was a problem.
1: Welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm Damian Wayne's bully at Gotham Heights High School, Eric Shea. And I am the purveyor of positivity, Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 506.
3: 506, uh, legacy number 506, Eric. As we go into this week's books, not a lot of books this week, but we have Eric Shea back fully. We ended up having you show up last week for... The ill-fated, it seems, Batman review. Ill-fated, getting some crap for that. I don't understand, but here we are. We don't have a ton of books. This I'm out week. again. Done. You're out. <laughs> I, I was waiting. <laughs> I was going to be like, okay, which book will it be to get Eric out? It might be the Super Boys. Remember though, really? you said if you give a ten out of ten, that you are done. I think that if you were fully, you you'll just swing that of like any certain book. You're just like, eh, give that a ten out of ten. I am out. We have some. Pretty cool things going on As we get back into the swing of things And I'm interested in some of the things That you have been reading while you are away And also Some things that I need you To guide me through Because while I do want to give a shout out To everybody that did fill in Did an awesome job All that shout out It is uh, an interest to me of like What does he think of that Superboy book still there's There's a bunch of books that when you ended up going away i had to continue on and they were i went to prison didn't i they were, <laughs> they were straight <laughs> maybe they, I'll, I'll give a theory in a little bit that i actually uh, haven't brought up yet but the idea where there are books like a you know joker the man who stopped like i i hated that book so much that i actually like cursed you out while we're doing it and then my. i had to do it and i i did it with aiden you know a shout out there but i just kept thinking like that son of a bitch. This this is the book that he likes. But what about the faux Joker, Jim? I'm like, oh, my God, I have to do this. The poison. I mean, all those things were like, these aren't Jimmy books. These are everything. What, what are Jimmy books? I don't know. Who knows? Well, if we're going to be having one in this. It's the Joker One Operation <laughs> Joker manga. Oh. There you go. A Jimmy book. But you'll never do that, wow. right? You won't tell. You'd never do that. You're missing out. A lot of people. Another person this week told me that their favorite book right now. Superman versus Meshy.
1: It's the I even, what's a, I don't even know what a Meshy is. That is food. Aaron, he's against it's food. food. Superman versus food.
3: A lot of people were calling it Superman versus Meatball, but I said, what, well, Eric? He's not in that book. Oh, my goodness oh. gracious. But here we are, episode 506. Before we go on and get into these books, let me remind you to go over to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. Check out written reviews. Also, go to the Twitters at WeirdScienceDC. Check out our YouTube show. Uh weird. what is that? Weird Science Comics. It's more of a channel, not a show. I thought I was gonna Five get this right. Well, I, I end up where I don't know if people say that I went through this intro easier without you, because I, I said at one point I'm always nervous that <laughs> you're gonna make fun of me, so I ended up doing it. But I did say at one point it really is a, a dud when you have to do this intro by yourself and you're oh, just yeah. like reading stuff. And it's not very fun. Anytime you do stuff by yourself, well, almost everything, Eric, if you know what I no, mean.
1: No, uh, Everything.
3: It, yeah, everything. It's not as fun. But also, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can get a bunch of shows. You can get this show in advance, early access each week. One of the big things that me and you do each and every week, and it's the big play, it's the Weird Science Patreon-only uh-huh. Badass uh-huh. Spotlight, uh-huh. Eric, and it's two books right. picked by the badasses that like that fresh girl big, big, they ended up picking Wesley Dodds the Sandman number one and World's Finest Teen Titans number four amazingly enough not the books I thought they would pick Eric I said last what you week think? I think I said uh, Wesley Dodds Sandman number one and uh, Batman and Robin I think oh. those were so I got half I didn't think World's Finest Teen Titans I mean who would have thought that or, that book it's a darling I, a couple of people got a hold of me with that one too and said yeah I I kind of agree with you guys. It's it's not that great. It's a book that kind of is in like a weird limbo. I don't know why it exists.
1: And the weird but, part about it is I just kind of want to spin off where I just deal with Bumblebee and Harold, you know, and their relationship and becoming yeah, superheroes we like together. It's the best part of the book. It was. It was the best part of the book, but
3: we talk about that. And the Wesley God Sandman as well in an episode that was about an hour and a half long. So if you want to listen to that, you can go over to the Patreon. Again, patreon.com slash weird science. You'll help us out with everything that we do here. But also get a ton of shows, uh, you know. On top of that, like a, a chair on, on that Sunday on top, right there on the top there. But we'll go right into what we like to call. <laughs> I'm having problems. I, I don't know. I'm. I just. I keep thinking Are you're you going laugh at me. Are you, Are you I'm nervous? So nervous. It's am like I intimidating first, you? It's like the first time all over again. It's like this is you're the gonna prom or something. You're getting all sweaty and clammy. You go out with me, Eric. I need you to go out no. with me. Are we? <laughs> yeah, really. Can you imagine the picture of us at the prom? It's like it'd have to be one yes. of those, like, double pictures. <laughs> like, your way up there. Are you going to end up ducking you say or am that, I going to get on a bunch of really books big fat guys.
1: guys? Well, that would be cool.
3: That'd be neat. We end up, we have us there. And you know when they do that superimposed other thing? That's just a whopper. You <laughs> got under, you got your side. ear
1: deeply pressed against my navel. Yeah, as we hold well, each other to I our have, slow I have dance,
3: my, my ear pressed against your belt buckle. It's Unchained Melodies playing, Jim. I don't know. Is that our song? I actually was going to do <laughs> a couple of song. songs for you. I was going to uh, end up doing a "Back in the Saddle" by Aerosmith for you. I thought you'd get all excited for it, but that's another one of those songs. I'm like, yeah, it would just be me singing the song again. Back so, Yeah, don't do I that. Might as well just, Throw it out there with that. But here, here is the badass roll call, Eric. It's going so smooth. And yeah, you know that I was doing a lot of rapping while you were gone. I'm not going to subject you to that. Thank here you. Here is
1: that badass as we have.
3: Stephen Batchett Mitchell, David Fink, Brian, oh, Trevitt, Brian David Fink ended up redoing his thing, so he's on the top of it. Just threw me completely Hi, off. Hi, Trevitt. Nation. Yeah, yeah. Eric K., Jeffrey Greek, Zach Walker, The Annihilator, Ted Probst, I Love Punchline, Stork, Michael S. Cam. Matt Razor. I have a little news with Matt Razor that I'm going to talk oh. to you about. Neil's T-word. David Fink. So David Fink again. He's doubling it up. Holy moly. I, what, why is that? That is very odd. Stephen Bell. <laughs> Jason Colby. Two Forty Two to you and me. Michael G. Ken Hallett. Comic Boom. Rocky. Wayne Kerr. Wayne
1: oh.
3: Kerr. Yeah, 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 you're back. All right, yeah, I can tell now you're 100% back. I kept you know, Tommy Dreamer every time he got depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Jager, Bill Beer from the Bat Pod. You got Ruben, Carlos, No Wolf Marv, Matthew Arepia, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship, Andrew Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Batman Beyond, Mark Premier, Brandy Murray, and Double A Ron in Minnesota. I had to rush those people. Forgive me. You and didn't it's have weird have to. I ended up saying that I had news with Matt Razor. It wasn't. It was actually Matthew Rapier who actually got all oh, of me Oh, and- That's right. Fuck you, Matt Razor. Yeah, me and Matt do a bunch of stuff together. That's old news. <laughs> he's old news no, now. No, Ma- old news Dr. Matt. Matt, Matt Rapier wants to maybe get a action figure podcast together for the Patreon possibly. So yes. that might be something coming up. I, I don't I thought he might be like hinting that I would do it. I'm like, You're asking the wrong guy, but I actually I'm going to talk to some people and hopefully they can do that because he's really into that. And there is the Boys Toys, you know, channel over at the Slack. And that's one of the other things. If you join in the Patreon, you could go and be on the Slack and talk to all of us. That's what you want to do, right? Here's the thing, Eric. This is where I said you stepped away, right? Uh, We know. So you step away. And I I was talking to you at first, desperately just begging you to not step away. But you said, hey, I need some space. I need some time. And in this day and age, you can't push people or then you get canceled. So I had to step back there. I'm like, right. all right. Right. So as it went on, you know, weeks are going by podcast. So I, I would say to you, hey, you know, this book's bullshit. This is that. I kept sending you some songs. And suddenly there was a point where you were real nice to me. Like I'm, I'm saying, like, I sent Be you a nice song. And you're like, that is really good. I really think that that's, I'm like, I, I really, I <laughs> told Eric, real. there's, there's a bunch of people I told, like, I'm telling you everybody, <laughs> this is just on the down low, but I think Eric might've been killed by Jess. And now she's trying to cover it up. I, I really, it felt like it was <laughs> just talking like what she thought you would say to me, it didn't feel right. Like, and then, okay, well, I'm going to send them something else. And you're like, Oh, thanks for sending me that. I'm like, the fuck is this guy like what is going on i'm like this is all it took you step away a little now you're mr nice guy i was liking it i ended up where i had that uh uh, you thought there was conspiracies going on while i was dead well i did well that i didn't like but i like being treated nicely that big sean deal i was you're like oh my god that's really good and i was thinking about that song the other day i'm like what is this guy (laughs) what is going on uh you here's the thing Usually, I send you a song. I mean, it's it's one step too far for you to even listen to them, then yet come back with a nice compliment. Oh,
0: look, it's hard sometimes.
1: You send it to me. I have the laptop open. Jess is sitting there, and she's watching TV or something. I'm just gotta like listen to some song, especially if I haven't vetted yet, because you might be saying some horrible shit to her. It's usually most of the time. If I'm talking about Jess, it's the
3: idea that you're not marrying her yet, which might cause a conversation with you too. But I rarely. I'd rarely say anything about her, like really mean. I did do a song this week that I mentioned her. <laughs> to see? Lady Jess, and we might hear that by the end of the podcast. So we'll see. But I just wanted to, th- I thought you were dead. I thought you were gone. I thought that something happened. You were killed. It, it, things weren't adding up, especially you being nice, but that is the, the intro. Thanks everybody for, thanks everybody for listening. We out of here. Bye. Thanks everybody. all of the. See Junk, next week. All of that and we're going to get into These books like you said we don't have a ton of books This week me and Eric are going to be Talking a couple and then Simon is Going to show up and drunk Ass Luke Hollywood so we're going to go off to that Right about now Welcome back Now tears Was your ticket out
2: Welcome back the same old shit that we laughed about But the dawn of DC's come back around And we'll skew a review as we
1: break them down who the have thought we'd meet ya? Who'd have thought we'd back, need here we need back here where we need back where ya Back here where we need
0: ya His dad
3: might have forgot And he'll never tie the knot Welcome back Welcome back, welcome
0: back, welcome back.
3: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back, Eric. I'm just going to keep every week. I'll just keep playing every week, that song. Every, it's, hey, welcome back, everybody. Here we That's are. That's funny because
1: yesterday was Friday the 13th, so I had a Friday the 13th marathon. And Friday the 13th, part six, we have Horseshack in the beginning of that movie. And oh. all, I, all I could think about was Welcome Back, Cotter.
3: That I just think that I said that because you're you're a sweat hucker.
1: Yeah,
0: ah,
3: oh, the joke returns, yeah. oh, and that's basically the only Poor marathon Shack. you'll ever be doing. Oh my! I ended up being reminded. What, what
1: marathon are you doing? What are you doing?
3: <laughs> I, I don't know a marathon of hate. I ended up where me and that's Zach, awful. me and Zach Walker, we're going to talk a little Avengers yesterday for our Marvel podcast, but he had to head off to a Friday the Thirteenth party where nice. he was dressed up as Jason. And I thought, okay, and I'm sure that there'll be a lot of those at the party for the Friday the 13th party,
1: right? Is, is it a costume party? Because, like, are you going to pick different characters in the franchise? Like, is everybody just going to be a different version of Jason or the same version of Jason?
3: I, I don't know. I think that you just pick characters, you Or know? is just dressing up and it's not a costume party? It might, it might not have been a costume party. <laughs> I have no idea. Sounds like a move I would do. I would show up as Captain Kirk in a weird roundabout way to get me to Michael Myers you. To then get me to Friday the 13th But I'd be full out Captain Kirk I always, the funniest thing ever Was the party where me and my buddy Pete went And he ended up having the Spock ears But the yellow shirt on And people were yelling at him And he thought it was funny <laughs> It was so funny, I, I thought it was so funny And then I would say to them "Like, Oh man, don't you know that's messed up And I'm like, no, 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 he's Luke Skywalker Not Han Solo Aww. And then they would think, what is this guy getting involved he's not clever." <laughs> I'm like, oh well, but here we are. Welcome back, Eric, and I hope that me and you can skew and review things as we have done so. in the past, because a lot of people did end up mentioning that the fun, the fun factor of an Eric Shea was gone. And I thought what are they talking about this fun factor. The guy, it, when we end up really, if you write down the scores, I think that my scores a lot of the time are a lot more positive. But suddenly, it's you know, fun. It's negative, Jimmy. Well, you know, when I'm there and again, shout out to everybody that I did the stuff with. I really do appreciate it. And we will have everybody back on at certain points, including today. We're going to have Simon on later. So I'm going to lean on some people of things that we me and you wouldn't normally do. But it is a different role when I end up doing something with somebody else that I haven't talked to before or, you know, limited time. I can't skew them review the way that I would with you. <laughs> and there are some books I said to you, like, there are books where they are like Eric books. And I end up, you know, a little bit, I felt weird. It's a little dense. Jimmy can't pay attention. Well, I like to be able to, like, kind of tune out some of the things and, and make some <laughs> jokes. Like, the joke time is the extra time where you're talking a lot. And I'm thinking, ooh, there's a joker. I had a sound effect. That's another thing that people said. It's like without Eric, you're not doing the sound effects. I said it's like I'm now white knuckle driving. I, I gotta get this thing through. I don't want to sound like an idiot. So with you back now, you can sound like an idiot. It's good. A lot of sound effects. Uh, we're gonna have a ton zero. of those. But we're gonna start with. Is this the biggest book of the weekend? Batman I would say and so. Robin number two. You don't think Wesley Dodds, the Sandman number one? But don't you on Thursday? It's not Batman the. City of underscore darkness thing that uh, you didn't really say that. that that's what I'm talking with Simon about. I always keep re- I I can't remember the name of that book. It, it eludes me, Eric. It, I'm looking at Batman wow, City. i leaning on
1: Simon Hard. Batman,
3: yeah, really leaning on him so Batman hard. Batman
1: underscore city dot ES might
3: end up breaking his, his back. I lean on him so hard, but that'll be later. Call me Bane, Batman and Robin. Number two, and it's written by Joshua Williamson with art by Simone DeMaio, Steve Wands on the letters. Simone does it all. A triple threat that I didn't really like. And I think that that's one of the big things in this book. And I don't know if you would agree with me. You usually don't. But when you end up, if you looked at this book quick, like, you know, don't read it. You just you see it on read. the shelf. and you, yeah, yeah, really. I mean, who wants to do that? You, you go. And if you did page through real quick without really paying much attention, I think that you would cool. think, boy, this looks like a really cool book. This looks like the arts. Pretty cool. When you actually go and have to rely on it, almost like me, not having you around, you end up not being able to lean on much, and it gets a little disjointed. It's hard to no, see, agree. and some of the big moments, wow moments, end up being things that. They don't really play out on the page and get a little bit confusing. Well, like
1: It looks very dynamic at times, but even the dynamic aspects that you're going for, with, like we talked about before we even got on, where Batman is falling from the sky with a bunch of rabbitous bats swarming him. You and I first looked at him like, it looks like he's falling through a skylight and glass shards are around him. Yeah. I, I To me, it looks
3: like he's jumping into a church going through the stained glass windows. <laughs> and when you then look, oh, okay. So you're not bats. getting but it, but it looks cool. But again, yeah. it's that weird play. And I you have to
1: take a step back to really appreciate what's going on here. But when you take that step back, it actually takes you out of the flow of the story that you're progressing. Exactly,
3: And I think maybe the angle should take a step back, too, because it's not really giving you a lot. But it's we do start off. Yeah, we do. It's the dangle of the angle of the meat of the heat. You end up with years ago, Eric, you have Damien, and they're showing this thing now in this. Why are we doing this scene? You start out, well, you could say, well, it's because we're back to the Batman and Robin dynamic. We want to show this whole play of how Damien was before he ended up going and living with his dad and things like that. This might be the nicest Damien pre-Batman that we've seen. This is them trying to break him down, right? I mean, he thinks that bats are cute. He ends up being this, and he has what is called Mistress Harsh. His teacher, Mistress Harsh. Thought it was Tally at first. You thought that he had said, because they said, oh, man, cute is not a word for a demon, where you end up having this teacher say that to him because he says that the bat's cute. And he ends up, Damien says, I heard one of the guards say it, Mistress Harsh. You thought it said, I heard one of the guards say it, Mistress Harsh. Harsh. like You're harshing on my buzz here. To, To be
1: fair here, I did read that part without my glasses on first thing in the morning, and I can't see without my glasses. Also, we both thought this was Talia.
3: With both times yeah. this was Talia and I thought what it was doing is like, Okay, Mistress Harsh, like he's throwing shade at her. It didn't feel like Damien, so I went and I did look, just to make sure, and as far as I can see and tell, this is a character, Mistress Harsh. I wish yeah. that it was kinda you almost want Talia to come in the room at one point and say, How are things going? Mistress Harsh and her they're going, well, madame, and at least we know <laughs> that, you know, the play of madame. Not madame, but madame. No, madame. And, uh, no. hey, things are going good, gentlemen. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm <laughs> a lady. Yeah, get out of here. So the whole play, though, is this, this Damien, he's kind of a, he's kind of a kid. He thinks a that the
1: bat's cute. He's, he's given a bat as a present. He thinks it's cute. Now, Mistress Harsh has to tell him that you can't be loving things that are cute, especially if you have to meet your father. And what you're going to do once you do meet your father, so I'm going to murder this bat in front of you and put you on the path to be the animal lover that you are in every continuity once we had Bat-Cow. And it's such a weird yeah. idea because it's because of this intro scene where this cute bat is murdered right in f- front of a young Damien that later on when his father is being swarmed by a, I don't know. What, what do you call a pack of freaking bats? Am a swarm, oh, yeah. A gaggle. I don't, I don't know. But a pack of bats. rabbit Like He's like, I could throw this flashbang and I'll be able to blind him. No, father, because you could hurt some of them too. You know what? You're right, Dan. Like, Please, we are in a dire situation. People are getting kidnapped. Fuck the bats up.
3: Just do something, please. Th- there, There's a time when maybe you have to no, put that a little aside, especially when you're falling to your death. Like
1: you have bats, just I, in I my need C three P O there to tell me the odds on this one because how many bats are actually going to might get hurt here? Well, that's true. Also, I they seemed horned up. I mean, they they
3: are humping his leg profusely. What, is what, what I get, Right? This?
1: The, the bats. Wally's mom this week.
3: What is wrong with you? Well, he ends up saying it's a, a pheromone thing. I think that yeah. it is an attractor, and they are trying to hump his leg. And that uh, Damien's small. He doesn't know. Ravidous. He thinks that gives. He thinks that gives you rab- rabies. No, they, he actually, when Batman's like, good job, he's like, oh, I really wanted to know if I was pregnant. But you end up where that combo there. You have the start to have, oh, Damien, he's an animal lover. He's a kid. He likes this Mr. Harsh says no. And really goes with the idea, feelings make you weak. You can't sure have do. these feelings. Cause yourself off. You're not reacting the way you should. You're not, you know, as good as you can be. It almost feels like it's like the Damien Wayne with the Animals. That's like what Joker always thinks of Batman and the Bat Family. Like it's gonna end you're weaker up where, with them. Yeah, you're like you're weaker with your animal love. Like I, I it, it's weird to play this, but I said, are we just getting full out that this is shush? Because then later it shush. looks like another person is involved, and it's weird, Eric. Shush. You end up having the shush here, and it, you you have these things, that it feels like it's too easy. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Oh, no, that's get- the whole
1: play because we, we have Shush here. We have the idea of the animals and stuff like that. Well, no, I'm saying we have Shush in this whole thing. She's, you know, wrapped up like Hush, a female Hush essentially we're going to call Shush. And we have her being like the ringleader of our Shush! group of animal thieves and Gotham rogues that we have with Killer Croc, Orca, the, for the DNA spliced terrible trio that we have in this. And it's a weird thing that we're playing with animals this whole time because, you know, we we are now, like, getting a doctor who's, like, doing – who does DNA splicing. Almost getting to the point in Batman Beyond when you would have animal people hybrids, like, who are part of the Joker gang and stuff like that. So, like, this seems like the beginning of that aspect. But we have all this animal stuff going on where it's not only Damien, like, you know, thinking the bats keep the beginning and Mistress Harsh, you know, killing the bat in front of him. But even later on when whoever this mysterious person is who's actually in charge of Shush and the rest of the – Animal gang that we have going on here. They talk about the idea of where Batman stole that symbol, like the idea of the bat itself isn't even something that is Damian Wayne, like I mean, uh, Bruce Wayne's. And then you and I going through the book thinking, okay, well, we have Damian Wayne, he's attending high school for the first time, public high school, not like, you know, the um, Gotham what, what Academy what or whatever. Gotham yeah. Academy, yes, thank you. This is Gotham Heights, like high school. You have him there with a teacher, like for, you have a teacher who's wearing a cat shirt. I'm like, okay. We have a, a, a new teacher lady, a new character involved, but we also have the principal, another female character, who seems really on the idea that, oh, don't worry about you, them, Damien. They might give you shit, but I see that look in your eyes, and you know what? You're going to be fine. You're going to leave all this behind us and do great things one day. I'm like, you just met him for like five seconds. You're acting pretty weird over here, Principal Stone. And I'm like, we have two, like, two new characters, not even including Mistress Harsh, and this whole idea of like, are we, are we just gonna be picking who this Shush character is out of this? And I swear to God, Shush! It, it better not it better not be anybody. I'm I'm okay with Damian Wayne going to high school because it, it it actually does a great dynamic for the character to actually go and do stuff and be around kids like we saw, like yo, know, Batman talks about on the Lazarus Island with the rest of the kids, and this is what he wants for Damien. I have to agree with Damien where those kids had way more like uh involved with each other than these kids in high school, but if it turns out that our big bads of this book are just a principal or a teacher or maybe both. Maybe so we have Shush and the mysterious character behind the shadows, who's the boat, like one of them. What are the odds of Damien going to high school for the first time ever, and they just happen to be there? And also adding in a Mistress Harsh, you know, like oh, I'm also here. You know, I don't know for some reason. I this is like I got my brain turning about the idea of storytelling and how you tell like a mystery and stuff like that. And with these characters being introduced, I'm like. You better just make me, you better just be me being stupid and just looking too much in this because of all the comic books I've read and how many have let me down in the way that they do, like, you know, characters show up and are big deals out of nowhere. It just better be nothing. That's all I was, I'm saying. I was going to ask nothing. you,
3: is this like, this is the weird play because when you do end up, I'm not going to hit it. again, <laughs> you see Shush, right? Uh-huh. And Shush is kind of wearing very similar outfit that you had Mistress Harsh wearing. But then when you get later, where I also, like you said, the principal, I'm like, ooh, that looks like it as well. And you start to worry
1: a couple things. But then Shush has black hair, and then, like, the principal has blonde hair, or is it a wig? And or obviously what are we dealing you, with
3: you, you get a new look, you head to a new city, Eric, you want to make a fresh start.
1: And, and, and Mistress Harsh has red hair.
3: <laughs> this is my problem, though, is that are we having a point here where the art is the problem of either giving us, like... Too much of an idea that these are that character, or is it the play of? And this is where you get the crisscross applesauce. Are we playing with this crazy idea? Because I think that you agree with me. You already kind of said it. If it ends up being Mistress Harsh or the Red, you're just going to go really like that's really heavy handed. But is this a play? Because as I started thinking, I think it's this Mistress Harsh. Wait a minute, that's a that's a red hair. That's a dupe. So it can't be that. But then if it is, is that the turnaround like, ooh, got ya. You thought it would be, but it was too easy to see it. So you didn't think it was, but then it was. That's not that clever
1: in my mind. It ends up being like, oh, geez. Well, here's another idea that just came as I was scrolling through the book and stuff like that. You have the principal who seems very interested in Damien Wayne. It looks at him like, you are better than everybody else here. What if this is just Mistress Harsh after she lost her job when Damien became Robin and left the League of Assassins and all that stuff? And then the other one, the teacher... She's actually shush, but they're not related in any way whatsoever. <laughs> so the thing is, when we have it, like you know, the big reveal. Oh my god, my teacher's actually shush, and she's here to kill me. Don't worry, Mistress Harsh, I'm here to protect you, Damian Wayne, the heir to the demon. And and when when you get that, then and say you're a hundred
3: percent right, then I'm just gonna sit there and say, well, why are you doing this hybrid animal shit? Then with this, like, it doesn't all add up, but there is a part. The the thing that really got me thinking wasn't just the art deal. It was at one point when they were talking and Shush was saying about doing things and whatnot and says, well, I really don't have anything left. I really don't yeah. have anything to do, which was my idea originally was, okay, Mistress Harsh, she was there and she, being the teacher and the, to the, you know, the son or grandson Miss of Hall. the demon, the whole deal. Oh, Mr. Yeah, Harsh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah Mistress Harsh that that's huge i mean she is probably being lavish with giz like everything's good because she's there to train you know the the,
1: oh imagine the the freaking salary cut going from the league of assassins to a public high school (laughs) yeah and and so
3: in that though once damien leaves like the training does have that brick wall that you're going to run into you're training him and then he's going to go off to his dad when that happens what does happen to Mistress Heart. She wouldn't have, like, she might just be out of a job. Well, that
1: race is dead. We have a lot of things have changed since Damien, like, you know, was a part of this whole thing. I mean, Leviathan, like, like there's a lot of, there's 18 League of Shadows running around, like, they're all assholes
3: doing things, double XLs on one of them. She so end up having all this. So, what would happen to that teacher? And yeah, you could think that that woman would be mad. She'd be mad at the Al Ghul. She might be mad at Batman and maybe go to Gotham. And keep an eye on him and, and stuff like that. But it's Or it's, even the
1: idea she's not mad, where she's continuing her role because now outside of being a teacher and trying to teach him to be the heir to the demon's head, she actually cares about this boy when he left the Gotham to meet his father, she followed to keep an eye on him because this is her sacred duty. And just think of this.
3: In that beginning, she sang, Listen, your feelings it's basically Darth Vader. You know, uh-huh. saying, you know, your feelings, your feelings are gonna feelings betray you. you, you're gonna do this. We're at a point where Damien was at his kind of darkest, and now, because of Lazarus Island, coming friends, things like that, and going back to Batman, back to he is doing things a little bit more with the feelings <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. and So, all these things may not be anything, but these are the things I thought about, because really, overall, not a ton of things happen in
1: this book. You get seen, you know, a couple of cool scenes. The well, arts wonky. It's, it's, but- it's weird, too, because you have this weird idea. Okay. We're, stealing sci- we're kidnapping scientists and their technology to splice human DNA with animal DNA to make these animal hybrid people, like the island of Dr. Moreau. We have our gang that's all like this because we we have to trademark and copyright everything we do. Everything has to be a brand. So here's Killer Croc, here's Orca, and here's the now animal-headed, terrible trio. And I look at these and I'm like, just kind of weird, but I dig it, I understand. But then when you think about what happened last issue where the white rabbit kidnapped, the Ze- uh, kidnapped stole a Zeppelin, I'm like, She's just a woman in panties and a rabbit ears. How do you get her into the gang? Did you well, run you know, into humble
3: villains? She still ends up kind of playing the role there, but she doesn't want to go the extra like, step. What's I mean, I I just thought of Orca and Killer Crocker. Like, this doesn't really do much, but we're already there. Like, really, like we're already there. We don't need. So you you have this. Plus, I'm telling you, Killer Croc in this, it, it, he's barely recognizable with that thin. Like so he's smooth. still good. So smooth. He's all smooth there. That usually sucks there, but. When you start off, you have Batman getting attacked by those, you know, by the Batist bats. And like you said, he ends up and he's like, Oh my god, I'm gonna use a flashbang, that'll get them away. And Damien's like Damien is so like I we give Joshua Williamson a lot of credit for his portrayal of Damien, especially yeah, in that last week at Robindale. And uh in this though, I'm like, that's a little bit too much with the idea of flashbang. Well, that could hurt him, father, as they're plummeting to their deaths. Being chased by, sudden. being chased by you know a bunch of bats and luckily just luckily Batman pulls out what I like to call it he should call it the Scarborough Fair bomb the Scarborough Fair bomb just think of the song it, it makes sense Eric Rosemary and Time, time. and things like that yeah. I'm like how, how much room does he have on his belt the you know belt. what I mean like when did he think at this point like okay I can get this this and this but I'm gonna get this anti bat bomb. It's right. very the thing odd. Is,
1: Jim, I've been praising the idea of the Bat God in every other book. I say every other, pretty much just Batman. Chips of Darcy's Batman, but him pulling out this anti-bat repellent that's just a mixture of shit his mother used to put in the manor to keep the bats up, that's some Bat God shit right there. Boy's always prepared. It has
3: eucalyptus, cinnamon, rosemary, and thyme. It's the Scarborough Ferret. But when Damien's impressed by this, you know, and that's fine. The thing, though, then, by the end, I was thinking, you know, we have really, we have Shark 2, in this, but he's a real we're gonna get that shark repellent. It's gonna be a joke because now he's a real shark. It's gonna drive me nuts. But we end up having that scene, it's just
1: well, oh I a new shark this too. Repellent. Are you going with the idea that this is the actual the second shark from cause his brother got killed in the Batgirl series? Or it was it Batgirl Nightwind, but but or is it a new terrible trio that now has decided Hey, let's uh let's do some animal hybrid spicing and call ourselves the Terrible Trio. It feels like it's the original and they're stepping up there. You know what's
3: funny to me is when
1: is it that, that they Gotham were Academy animal hybrids.
3: Ones? Remember that one? The Gotham oh, Academy, hear, yeah. there was one too. Here's the funny play with uh, that I think that they end up losing track with the Terrible Trio terrible trio are kind of like really smart scientists that just ended up wanting to wear masks like that. We've kind of they're kinda of goofy now, but this this ups the game. This makes them scary, but I'm that's going it. with that. Does th- nah, it really? I'm going with that this is the actual terrible trio. I think that that's okay. them. They want to up the game. Shark 2, he's ready to go. He's going to get the repellent. Next thing you got, you know, Tiger Shark. He could show you. You could have them all. I'm trying to think about that. For some reason, I, I drew a blank with any of these where's animal of the hybrids deal. I am Tigers. Oh, so like well, I said before, was Copperhead? Around. Yeah, Copperhead. There's a bunch of ones we could have. We throw some Spider-Man villains in there. Again, though, it's a weird group when we have this, the whole play of this book by the end, I just sit there. And I'm like, what's real? Like, it's not confusing in the part where it's like a mind bender. It's more of the idea of like, what are they doing? Why are they doing this? And what's the end game for this?
1: I guess we'll have to wait and see. But It feels like it's being really played out for what we're doing here because we have our villains of the story and we have a mysterious villain who's in head of, who's in charge of it all. And they're doing something to some degree that's not really being presented at this point because we're going to split the story in half because we also have to deal with Damian Wayne being a real boy. And it's fine because it's a Batman and Robin book and I want to have Damian oh, yeah, Wayne and fine. Bruce Wayne co-, 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 co inhabiting and doing more like, you know, stuff around Gotham stuff, like stuff with Dick or like, you know, Tim would do. I enjoy that a lot. It's just that it's kind of like you have this big new like villain. And I don't want to say big new villain, even though it's just a, a female hush essentially, which. Shush! Sh- <laughs> and, but, like, you're doing some interesting things within the Gotham universe that could even lead to a Batman Beyond with the animal hybrids that we have in that. But it just doesn't feel like we're getting enough, which is weird to say for just a, uh, issue number two. I know, I, but I'm with you. It just feels like we're not getting enough for each issue.
3: Y- you're, you end up here, and there's a couple things that happen. First off, Joshua Williamson at one point on Twitter was talking about how what happens to Batman. Oh, wait till you see what happens to Batman at the beginning of this Batman and Robin series. It's going to be a game changer. And so when I'm ready, I'm like, "You, you really are going to play the idea that these bats are trying to attack Batman?" Because at one point it is suggested, oh, this means you can't go out at night." I'm like, can't "Oh be. shit!" I, I, he would have He's so got many a different heel. suits. He's going to have
1: all. He has pheromones, It's what it the pheromones have attached to him now. It's not even just his suit. He yeah, yeah, no, I'm gas. saying you get an a airtight suit. He has to find a cure, Jim. He has to find a cure. What he needs is to
3: get... Remember Jim Gordon when he was the Bat Bunny, Batman, yeah, and he look, had yeah. that, like, inside the suit, the suit? He wore almost like that, that wet suit that he wore. Get something like that, get out there. It doesn't stop I, him. I just think of anything. the wet suit
1: that Superman had in the animated series to keep him away from kryptonite. Yeah, like that, but, you know, do or, you know, have, like, a little sonar.
3: Beep, 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 it's doing something. It, no, it, you're it not feels, wrong, though. The thing
1: is, it feels keeping silly. Batman out of the game so you can focus more on Damian Wayne, even though Batman's still out there doing stuff, even though he's not supposed to be done. But, no, you're right. There should be a million and one suits. I don't Maybe we lost most of them. Maybe they're in the manner of Vandal Savage just said dibs. I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't have the resources he needs to actually get those extra suits out there. Well,
3: remember, like, this is where, and, again, we're going to talk about a lot of other things here, but... This is kind of taking place during Gotham where that feels weird. Yeah. It doesn't really feel. And I could, I could just push that aside. Some people can't. Some people are upset about it. But you do mention when Damien goes to school, you know, he has some class finally. He goes to school and they go, Oh, there's Damien Wayne, Rich Wayne's son. Oh, didn't you hear? He's a broke joke, Wayne. <laughs> that, that is something that is getting me so irritated because we have said this all along. Batman always has the right amount of money for whatever story's being told. If you need to have Damien getting
1: shade because they're poor, you're poor. If he needs to have... The, guy, the guy's a multimillionaire still, and he's a broke joke. I'm like, what am I? Fuck. A
3: bro- yeah, and still, <laughs> that seemed like that could have played out in a Gotham Academy. You go with yeah. Damien going in, and it's like, oh, we heard about your daddy. That, that. Not public school. I mean, he is still the richest motherfucker in that school. And he walks in, and you have this Shea guy. I, I Shay. actually, I'm telling you, I read this, and this kid who's the bully who's going to make fun that's of Damien. Uh, I actually thought, I think at first I thought, ah, oh, that's funny. It'd be funny if it's Eric. The more I read it, I'm like, I think it is because he's even criticizing a comic that Damien made in here like an asshole. So I'm like, it's Eric. It's 100%. It made me giggle. But even then, he's like, hey, Damien has this look. The weird play is he says, oh, what? You're making old fan fiction about yourself Weirdo. I'm like, I don't know that that's that weird because he's like, oh, this is my superhero." Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of funny. But this kid's a good looking guy. I'll tell you that. So that's oh, why I, I think it's funny that
1: Damien Damian Wayne goes into public school. And first thing he does is pull out his notebook of his own personal manga series with about Damien Wayne. I'm like, don't do that, man. Don't do that. You just keep that to yourself. Maybe leave that at home. You don't need to do it. Just scope out the scenery right now. And then it it all works out though because while this guy, Mr. Shea, is making fun of him, he has this whole vision about beating the crap out of him and the rest of the students, the principal stone comes in and I have to imagine it's because Damien's so cool that he's wearing shades in class that she realizes, holy shit, your future is so bright, you've got to wear shades. Don't worry about these assholes. You'll do
3: fine. Damien wears sunglasses in school. They end up where the funny play is i'm with a lot of other people and seriously a lot of people didn't get the idea that that is a of the mind him being oh, yeah, that totally. kid because it doesn't play out great in the art it, it ends up being that and you see it in the thing when i first read it what i thought was man that shake and take a punch like look at this guy he's like not even sure, reacting sure. when he's talking to the teacher there the principal there i'm like holy crap but yeah, that's another part of the art that I thought was a little off that didn't really give you a really good idea of how the scene was progressing. And with that, but he does leave the school as if he's not coming back. And I totally. I don't
1: know how that's going to play out. I hope that this isn't just Joshua Williamson saying, well, we tried. Look, I, I get it, too. If I used to go into school if I had a bad first period. I'm like, I'm out.
3: Yeah, like you go in and you have your, your gray cords and your bragging dragon shirt. That first day, you're like, the girls are going to love me. They start making funny and then you pee your pants. But that never happened. I didn't have those clothes. Oh, I, I wasn't talking about you. So you end up at this reminds me of. And if it keeps going like this, I will be so actually I'll laugh. Remember John going to college? John Kent, like, it was so good. He Finn Connors. <laughs> Finn Connors. He came, it was funny, he pulled up in his Zoolander Jeep. Hey, boys! <laughs> like, all of a sudden, and then he left, because they all knew it was him. And actually, didn't he, he didn't even drive away, he picked up the, the Jeep and flew away yeah. it, right?
1: So ridiculous. Well, uh, I can't go to this college anymore. Yeah.
3: So I would say, yeah, really, it's what they did was looked at his transcripts and realized he never got past the sixth
1: grade. Well, that's the thing is, I even imagine, too, because he, he should be the same age, but the way he came into school like that, it was almost like when Adam Sandler first showed up to high school and they all thought he was a joke. He's an old guy. Yeah. To me in this,
3: it's kind of a like you always go that one of the things that you will talk about a lot is like. How did Clark Kent go and get any job? He doesn't have the idea all that. that. Social security number? I'm thinking that the idea here is like, what do you have? Now, Batman finagles stuff and whatever for Damien, but what is on the record for Damien, where he went to school? And oh, things that like that doesn't matter. That's a Batman thing. I would have loved the idea, though, that Batman ends up setting it up that Damien's like in the slow clip. <laughs> the idea that he's trying so hard to not reveal the things and whatnot, but you end up having a play too here's the other thing that made me like this shea guy he ends up like almost like a reverse eric shea because he's like oh man his dad he was out there nailing all the brooks it's like he's talking about your dad now. <laughs> it's so close and he says ah oh, he's doing this he doesn't have the money but then damien leaves I'm projecting. he just leaves in the first place but you do get that play with the principal and that whole play of the teacher. you know hey you're going to be big and the teacher says you're going to be great things they're going to forget about it And that is a weird play that feels very much like somebody who you know has this not even just and best I, when interest. i look at
1: miss hall who's actually his first period teacher i i, I look at shush and i see that shush has black hair that's sticking out even like you know black eyebrows a lot like miss hall shush! has here. but she's even working with all these animals and there's something like you know deeply connected animals for that character shush this teacher's wearing a cat sweater shirt so i'm like is it on the nose or it's just me speculating? But even then, it's like a cat sweater. And then when she looks out to
3: see what's going on, there's birds like every time. <laughs> These things is like animals everywhere. And so all of that goes and it's like, I don't know if it's a swerve, but I think the art is throwing us off as well. Because all the faces look alike. If you look down the thing and some of the clothes. But Damien ends up Canceled. leaving and they're going to go check out. Uh, some things. He's actually on the case here. He leaves, and Batman is out as well, and it's that whole play. You should be resting. You should be in school while we wanted to come here and see well, what break, White a, Rabbit we, was up. Well, we have because
1: White Rabbit, she knew what was going on to plan. We have to get to her to question her to find out what the big bad is behind everything that's happening right now. But they're too late, Jim, because Shush And the rest of her terrible trio and band of animal assholes. I'm trying to think of a good alliteration there, and I couldn't, but they have already gotten white rabbits, so that's where we end our issue.
3: I was gonna say something with like uh, the feral f- feral five. Can we add? That we can have yeah. there. We could give you know just get five people and call it that. Well, you have five outside of sure. do can't she ain't an animal? Okay, I was gonna say shish, but you don't know she's maybe that's why she has all the bandages, right? <laughs> bandages around, like give me a mirror. And then Shush. The you and I
1: have been joking for months, the idea, because once like Shush was announced, this, this villain, this is like the female version of Hush, I'm like, there better be something to this character that stand out, that makes it worthwhile in the end. And I'm glad you brought that up because I asked you beforehand. What you get so far is just little grayed out of little word bubbles. Like the idea and I, that. I, I appreciate it that you can see through the Like, it's got it, it's some good lettering because a lot of times you don't get like lettering yeah, like this. Yeah, the lettering in comic actually books. helps
3: tell the story, and that's crazy. Exactly. Right?
1: where you have, you know, normal lettering, stuff like that, just, you know, black print on white balloons. This one, it is slowly, like, it's faded out a little bit. As she like she's whispering. My, I appreciate what you're doing artistically, but I don't appreciate it because <laughs> I'm having trouble reading it because I can, don't see so well. What's worse,
3: this or the uh, Batman Who Laughs, where you had the black with the red, and it was, was like terrible, terrible to read? The thing I get, though, that, Here's the character, Shush, right? Oh, my God, yeah. it's a female hush. Right away, it seems lame. You, you roll your eyes. But when you get into this and you see, like, that's the only thing that is being done to give any sort of unique characteristic to Shush, except the bandages, maybe. You have a little bit... Like, you can't rely on the word bubbles the way that... you Have one person at least say, I can't hear you. What, what the hell you say? Why do you talk so low? Because is there going to be a reason why she talks low? Did she have, like, those nodule shit on her vocal cords she got some problems like axel rose right that's a like what is the deal what is the play here why is she shut to me right now
1: second issue and hopefully it works out as we go along
3: yeah i hope that would but we're already like you need to especially this issue full out shush you get shush around i need something to wow me so i can say to somebody down at the rec center oh my god the shush you should see she did this this and this i mean right now i'm like she kind of whispers and got some bandages, and it really plays off to me in a weird way. I don't know why, but it feels like Joshua Williamson trying to do a Tynan thing, like and it's not fully working yet. Like this almost like She's a miracle Molly Or a miracle Molly or a, like it it just feels like you made a character of or More of
1: a Gardener. Or, yeah.
3: Yeah. But again, we talked about Joshua Williamson. He seems to like to make these quote unquote hybrids. It's funny that you have this, but the idea. He, he likes to take known characters and change them around like this. They Red don't really canary. hit. They, yeah, like that. They don't really hit
1: that crazy. Respawn. Y- y- stuff like that. You know, you say that I have made up so much headcanon in my mind about Respawn that I love him now. <laughs> he is what he is. So when you
3: get this, I'm like, Clay Wilson. What are you doing to make this shush more than just a, a kind of a wink-wink joke? What are you doing here? And some people are saying, like, if you end up revealing that the voice... From off panel is just hush, then we really have problems. Like, really, that's what you're doing. But it seems like it would be somebody who deals with like a Bwana Beast there or or maybe Bwana Beast is dead, it's Freedom Beast. Now, Freedom Beast now. I'm just saying, like something like that maybe, but how would that be the big like it has to make more sense than it just being somebody who likes animals. Like if we end like, up, oh,
1: it's that. It has to be something. And and I, the thing is, we say that too because the, uh, we don't know that Shush is acting on her own intentions. There's a mysterious figure who's behind the shadows. Who this? Well, could that's be what I'm saying. That's, that's
3: freedom, beast.
1: Shush might have nothing. Like she's just no. being paid. When I was saying
3: it, I mean that that shadowy figure can't just be. Oh, that's you know somebody who likes. It has to make sense of what they're doing and why they're doing this and how this connects in. And then Shush, I think, is just kind of there along with the plan because. Oh, you know what's weird too? To because
1: I couldn't remember because I wasn't doing the podcast when we you did uh Batman and Robin number one. So I went back and reread that before I read this one. And in that man, Bat was a part of that crew. He seems kind of weirdly, weirdly absent now in this whole. He's thing mentioned in it. He should be dead,
3: though. Yeah, he should be, and he's mentioned here, but he's gone. I. I even go with this idea of this doctor, like, the idea of getting the setup of stealing the Zeppelin to get the genetics, that, like, it's it's a little wacky to start, and I think that it's fun enough, but it feels like it should be more fun, what we're getting, and at the end, you're not really getting enough to grab onto that I can say to somebody, like, the elevator pitch, two issues in, of this is what's happened, and you oh, no, should I don't read, read it. Yet. Yeah, it's, it's a weird play, uh, you know, we're here for the, the long haul, obviously, oh, yeah. so we'll see how it goes, but I need something next issue. I really need something to at least grab onto to go forward. Not Batman is now wanted as the sexiest thing to bats in town, right? They're, they're trying to hump his leg. I don't need that. I need something a little bit more, you know, juicy and kind of get an idea of what these villains are up to besides just hybriding. No,
1: I agree. Because right now it just seems like you're handicapping Batman have a book that's called Batman and Robin. And that's what I'm personally here for. If you want to focus more on Damian Wayne because that's where Joshua Williamson's strengths lie since we saw in the Robin series. I'm okay with that to a degree, and I'm here for the long ride for it, the idea of what this plot could be because it seems like it could be interesting, especially for the the greater timeline of Gotham and the hybrids and stuff like that. And you get to use all these crazy, like you know, villains you don't get to see that often. You still see them, but not that often. There's still a lot of good stuff here. The art's good overall. It's just confusing at times. I still like this issue. I, I oh, actually so do I. Did like it,
3: but it's just, I just I'm, look
1: at this and I feel like there's something missing.
3: You know, <laughs> here's another thing. Funny- I'm looking at the cover, right? We don't often uh-huh. look at the cover, so I'm looking at the cover, and it legitimately has like a thing—a bat that, that says "Who is Shush?" But that's not even that clear. I, I, why is everything so confusing to me? And I have to sit there and squint and look at things a little odd and whatnot. But there you go, Shush. Aaron. If we get her, I just—I I need to know something more than just "Oh, it's the female Hush" because that—that's not right. That—that that is not a doll. at all. Think, yeah, that thing, yeah, that—that's weird, but. All in all, what would you give it?
1: Overall, I was going to give it a seven, but I think I took myself down to a 6.8 out of 10 because I said I still enjoy the book. It just feels like there's something missing in every aspect of the things I do enjoy. There's a little thing that's in there that makes me appreciate it a little bit less, but I would still be picking this book up no matter what because it's a Batman and Robin book and I love what they're doing with the characters of Batman and Robin and, you know, Bruce Wayne and Damian Wayne, father and son. All that stuff is cool. I just hope that it works out in the long run. Yeah,
3: and me and you. We are fans of the Batman Robin books, and I'm giving it a 7. I'm still, I think I was a seven five, and I kind of went down to the 7 myself, but I'm still positive about it. I just, I want to know something concrete that I can grab on and say, okay, now I see, that's cool. Oh, there Let's it is. Let's go with it. And we, we do like the idea. It's like of looking trio. at a magic eye picture. Exactly. And Terrible Trio is something that we kind of, it's kind of our little giggly thing going. and yeah, it's you, goofy. It's fine. You do like their – we talked about it and some people had mentioned that at points we had mentioned in the past that in the Marguerite Scott Batgirl book, they seem to be real animals as well. But even then, the reason why you like that was because you said they're usually goofy trio that you're upping the ante. I looked at the review for that and it's like something like Batgirl 35, somewhere around there, Mm -hmm. something where – but you ended up saying that you really like that because – It makes the terrible
1: trio actually Terrible and scary And that's what you could get from here as well More of a threat, just like I said, an the Of the characters for the goofiness that we came before
3: And and even when you go, if you go back To Tomasi's uh, Batman and Robin Or actually, if you even go back, and it's a Funny play, if you go back to the Batman And Robin book by Grant Morrison At the beginning, you were chasing down Toad, you were doing a lot of Weird, like hybrid things like that So it's kind of like, almost like a wink-wink to that As well, so I think that's pretty cool. It doesn't have that full flavor that that did,
1: but yeah. Grant Morrison did like his animal villains. Yes, he did. So
3: yeah, it's it's kind of maybe even a little homage a bit to the start here, but I, I did like it enough.
1: Seven. You know what? That's actually a good thing to point out because I never even thought about that, but you know, it really does feel like a callback to that, you know, Grant Morrison, Batman and Robin run. Yeah. Remember at the beginning, I love the
3: idea where Toad's running and he gets hit and the dominoes mm-hmm. are flying. out uh, that art. That was it. Frank quietly, I believe.
1: Um, I can't remember. It sounds right,
3: though. I, love, I really like that book. I know that you're not a big Grant Morrison fan. My man Gray has uh, ended up making me more of a fan. I had to get over a couple hoops and hurdles to get there, but I did like that Batman well, and Robin That's the book. thing.
1: is like Grant Morrison used to get really goofy with the last he used to. He gets really goofy a lot of times with what he wants to do with incorporating Silver Age stuff into modern continuity and trying to make it work. and. Thinking uh, like about things, and I want to say outside of the box, but like seven sides outside the box. If that makes any sense to you, because I just got done like you know two days ago rereading like um, Batman: The Return of Bruce Wayne, and I told you about this. I said like, oh, how'd you like it? I'm like, well, I'm gonna reread it again, and I'll give you my answer then. Because god damn it, Frank Grant Morrison me up something bad at the end there. With the-
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna dare you right now. You have to read The Invisibles. You'll never do it. You, not? it. you you will. <laughs> you it would drive you nuts, and also. Just as an aside here, now that I'm thinking about it, remember in the Batman and Robin deal where you had that new Batmobile that when cool it's flying oh, yeah. around and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you do have Robin's little Robin-mobile. Not the same thing, but it had it had some of the flavors.
1: So that is yeah, kind of cool. Fun. It's kind of cool. Deal. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> but uh, what are we talking about next? Green Lantern number four, written by Jeremy Adams, art by Zermonico, Robbie O. Jr. and Dave Sharp. And in this issue, we have Hal Jordan confronts Sinestro, who seems to be stranded on Earth and looking for a way off before the United Federation of Planets, gets a hold of his ass and puts him in jail for his crimes that we don't quite know yet. But something apparently bad went down on Korrigar. Yeah,
3: and, and Hal, it's weird. Hal almost feels like, oh man, they're after you? Yes, they are, Hal. Well, I hate you too for what you did. It was a weird play because we had set up that something bad went down on Korrigar. It seemed to him kill both him. Might be dead. more Yes, and... You got that little bit leading towards the idea that Sinestro did whatever it was. So Hal should right away be just pissed off. But he's kind of civil here.
1: What I'm telling you, it's civil because it has to be civil. And I'm like, I actually went back and forth with whether or not I liked this scene because I understood it in both ways, where I want the, almost like, you know, you have the Frederick of, you know, version of Sinestro and Hal Jordan, which I kind of want here, where I, for some reason, because. Sinestro is in dire straits right now, needs to get off planet, he's a wanted man, and Hal does not like him for things that we don't fully understand yet, which is my like X factor, where it's, it's a weird thing. For the reason that Sinestro is willing to blow up Central City. It has bombs already placed, and then walks off, and it already sets it off, so he can escape. I don't know. I'm telling you, it's weird because I wanted like Hal Jordan just to let him go. Because what, what Sinestro goes to Hal Jordan because he wants his ring, so he can have a way to get out of there. Because with all the United Federation of Planets stuff making Earth and uh, like uh, I guess Sector Twenty One Four itself, it's, say, yeah. it's all quarantine. So getting anywhere with like you know boom tubes and teleports, whatever you have, it's a real problem right now for this sector of the universe. He needs Hal's ring in order to do this, but he can't use Hal's ring because Hal made his ring and only Hal could use this special ring. And it's just, all right, I guess I can't get, uh, get off this planet using your help, but um, I was going to threaten you to blow up your city if you didn't help me. But you know what? Now that you tried to help me and it didn't work, I'm going to blow up your city so I can walk away slowly.
3: And that's the weird thing is Snestro says this and then says, I'm going to have to make a distraction. Like, how? Hal- he makes it seem like Hal, after Hal says, oh, yeah, try to use my ring. I don't think you can. Oh, man, I can't. You think that he just
1: lets Smith... Tr- like, at this point, he's not part of the core. Again, though, that's the X factor, though, because I want to think, from what I understand with Session, even though they have that terrible past with things that went down, you know, as you know, the entire Green Lantern legacy whatever happened on Corrigar with something like that, it must've been something so over the top that Sinestro can't even like just back away and walk away and just go like on his own because he has to do this now because Cal Jordan will kick the shit out of him and kill him. I don't know. And I'm like, I need to know more. You've got to stop playing coy with me with the background of what we're missing in this Hal Jordan Green Lantern series, because there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. I know we're only at issue number four, but it's just this lingering thing that makes me feel like I never know what's going on in this book, and it bothers me.
3: I I like it. I do like this issue. I like this scene enough. But like you said, I think that the I, Jeremy Adams, as he's writing the scene, it seems like he's kind of caught between something here. He wants Sinestro on how to talk. So in my mind by the end It feels like at the beginning Hal should have Just cold cocked him out of like how dare You and just punch him but he doesn't Then he talks to him then at one point He gives him the ring like this whole You know pure will deal that he Got from the manhunter Tech that went to shoot him for majors All that stuff all rolled up in the one I don't know that he could really be Positive that Sinestro wouldn't be able To use it but he kind of plays that game But at that point Hal seems kind of like down in the dumps. It doesn't feel like he's that angry. He does say, I'm never going to forgive you again. But he's not, like, fighting him yet to then at the end make it so that Sinestro seems to know that if
1: he doesn't blow up things, that Hal's going to t- – but where is Hal going to take him in? Even in the – well, there's no reform to take him in because there's no Green There's no green Lantern Corps anymore. It's all United Federation of Planets who are after both of them because Hal shouldn't even be having a ring at this point. But even in the conversations like, not hey, give me a ring. Like, um, like, all right, the only thing you have of worth, Jordan, your ring. Yours run out of power? Something like that. No dice. I give you this ring. You'll destroy more than the city. Sinestro slams his hand down on the counter. I don't want to destroy your city. And then, like, you see the idea, like, I really don't want to be doing any of this. This is not who I am right now. And it's just such a weird dynamic, which I like because I understand. But I don't know enough what's going on with either of the characters at this point in time to really get a handle on it. And I want to know more.
3: And the weird plate too. And first off, I do have to mention this this menu at this place.
1: Yeah, so, how is a tomato and cheese sandwich more, more than a than hamburger?
3: A that doesn't make it's, sense. It bother me so
1: much. I'm sitting there. I'm just going to order a cheeseburger all day
3: with the burger on the side, and I'm getting double. <laughs> I'm like so mad. I, I'm sitting there. Anytime something like this comes up, I look and I'm like. How is a burger less than a tomato like, cheese? Like what sandwich? is going
1: on with tomatoes on the West Coast that a freaking cheese and tomato sandwich is more than a but cheese. But again, burger? you would think that you could put a, a a tomato on the burger. Like I want a burger with the works and then you're well, you that's really the thing is this is just a burger. This doesn't look like a great place to go and eat. So a burger I think is just a burger on a bun. You don't even you get just cheese think with that, it's that
3: You don't even get a pickle? That's bullshit.
1: No. Eric, I was Maybe
3: so mad pickle. at that. But so you, oh, you so have to so 15%. Yeah, so mad. And so when you have all this going though in my mind, like, this isn't just, like, Sinestro isn't going to tell Hal what's going on. You know, he's, yeah. he doesn't, the whole play. But it does feel like it's not just Sinestro saying, I hate the stank on the hanglow of this planet. I, I can't I stand get it. it here, I gotta get away. He seems like he is very desperate to get somewhere to do something, whether it involves what happened in Korrigar. And it looks like Hal, like, really almost says, I saw you with my own eyes do it. Sinestro doesn't deny anything. So that weird play here is, you know, what is going on? We also don't know exactly what's going on with the, you know, United Planets. We don't know what the Green Lantern Corps really is up to, how we don't even know who's really involved in it still. And there's a weird play when we get at the end of here, while it's just a side book, that Superboy deal has a really odd editor's note that almost makes you feel like, all the lanterns that we know and love might not be there, Kyle. i the same idea. Yeah, because why would you have to show them when you see them as great? They say the United Planets, all of that, but it says this takes place before this. I think they're all purged. So with that, Hal. Oh, God. I Who's think it's the idea. Well, I, they got him in a cell, just like Public <laughs> Enemy. You end up where at the play, too, I like where Hal. This ring isn't going to set Off any alarms I don't think because it isn't Quite a ring exactly and I think that This scene also is Jeremy Adams trying to let People really know that say Because he's like this is not a Atlanta ring So when he when Sinestro says Oh they're going to come for you they're not Hell's just there he has this not like What happened in the John Stewart deal the word Journal because that's still pinging off the Deal this is kind of its own thing but What are we getting at and how are we going To play this out and I do want to mention, too, at one point when we talked about the first issue and we said about how trying to get out, you know, he's going to go into space and the ring ran out of charge. That might have right. also been something maybe. of a, a safeguard that the, exactly. you know, the United Planets have. And somebody did point that out. I wish I could remember who it makes sense that maybe they do have something. So he can't leave. But. You have Sinestro, and I do like, you know, the times. Jeremy Adams says, go get your Legion of Doom assholes. You can boom-tube all, and it seems at this point that you can't even do that. Like, that seems too big to go with, the idea of boom-tubes and things like that can't work. But Sinestro's desperate, and then he ends up in... To set up the issue, yeah, which is setting the bombs it, it's, it's such
1: a disappointing because I just want an issue for some reason for what we got here with Hal Jordan and Sinestro sitting at a diner talking things out so we get an understanding of what we're dealing with in this new Green Lantern series because Sinestro or whatever situation he's in right now feels that he needs to set off these multiple bombs that he has from this alien tech so he can walk away. Well, Hal Jordan calls him Barry on the Flash. To help him find these bombs and take it out, and you have different constructs and they're like flat, you got brave and the bold stuff going on. And it's always going to be a fan fra- a fan favorite when you have this stuff, but it really just here's your action portion of the book. And I'm like, I, I really want more story. I, I look, I'm happy with Barry and Hal, like you know coming back together, doing brave and the bold stuff because Barry Allen and uh, like Hal Jordan are great characters, uh, like especially together, and it's fun seeing it. But you're just depriving me of a story, it feels like. And it's pissing me off. And not even that, because you even have the people that the alien people that Sinestro threatened in order to get the tech that he has right now. Even when he went and like, did stuff with, like a uh, Ferris aircraft in the previous issue. When you have this going on, what are their roles on top of everything else that's going on? Because it seems like they were just doing their shit covertly, not doing anything. And all of a sudden, we have major disaster with new alien tech creating whirlwinds in Los Angeles. I'm like, yeah, he's stepping it up now. Is this a part of that? Like, are they doing their own thing as a, a Sinestro thing, just being a, a ruse so he could take off a, a Ferris aircraft? That, so, like, I don't know enough about the book right now. And right now, it's like it's almost like a, a, a sleight of hand. Like, okay, everybody, like, even the idea, like, it seems like a sleight of hand, which Sinestro is doing in order to get off planet with that major disaster, those aliens and the alien tech, and even the bombs here. But is it Jeremy Adams doing this sleight of hand, where we're not getting the full story, but we're just getting this, like, hey, the brave and the bold stuff, huh?
3: Cool, huh? Here's the the crazy play here, because Sinestro does end up, he's like, hey, is that a pointy construct under the table? You happen to see me there, big boy. And he's like, oh, I love that it's this huge sword. Like, please, be a little more subtle, Hal. But when he does pull out that trigger, he says, you know, Zoldamon, transmitter, I have friends that traffic, these sort of things. And that ends up kind of being... You know, something that you ended up having major disaster already doing in the first issue. And then this, there's that alien tech deal. I actually thought at one point that what we were getting in this book was, unfortunately, we had the quarantine. Almost like you get the idea of the Berlin Wall going up. Sinestro and Hal end up being on Earth together. They know that the United Planets is sus. Let's go. in. Into- I thought that's all we were getting. I thought we were going to get a team up. And even that idea of Sinestro, hey, give me your ring kind of played off in the new 52 when you ended up Hal getting oh, was great. Sinestro's ring. So I thought there's some weird things this week of, oh, that seems like a little wink-wink callback. Even when you get Barry and Hal together after they get the bomb and they're sitting there, it feels like when they came back with their rebirth stuff of trying oh, yeah. to catch up with things. Hey, what's going on? Oh, man, I was out of it. I can't keep up. It, it had that feel as well. But overall, the story, like you said, there are some big things. What happened on Korrigar? Did Kilowog? What's up with that? United Federation of Planets, the rest of the Green Lantern Corps. We haven't seen the Green Lantern Corps itself. What is the Corps actually doing? Who is involved? Guardians oh, are gone. What's playing? Yeah, the Guardians are gone, and a lot of that stuff is the carryover from the Jeffrey Thorne stuff. But even so, I just I want to see like if Hal, because Hal quit. Hal said, "Screw you." Went back to Earth because he didn't like what he saw. You know, so. Is Guy still in the core And why didn't he quit Is Kyle Rayner still going Why wouldn't he quit Why isn't this a thing Who and what and why I want to see all that I know that we're dealing mainly With just Hal Jordan But like you said You throw in and it feels like This brave and the bold Kind of back and forth Hey we're going to do this Barry and Hal It feels like this should have been An issue right after we're told Some big shit Like you know you have this big shit Now let's have a little cool down I don't know that we need to cool down, and unfortunately, even with that two-month break. And it's the, the worst part, tears. too. That
1: two-month break just kills me. Because it makes it feel like you should
3: have more info by now. Like, you I even do. have to say. You're like, we're only on issue. It feels like you should be on
1: issue six or seven. Well, we we time. have a, a backup to this book. We're doing different things. This time, it's like a son of, you know, Sinestro-type story by Peter J. Tomasi. But I really wish for everything we're doing with it everything I already talked Tales about. Of the, the relations- core. No, no. This is like um, – <laughs> On top of the like everything I talked about, the relationship of where we are with Carol and Hal and stuff like that, where like you know, how creepy is Hal gonna be trying to win her back. You have all these aspects to the story and it only feels like we get like a little bit here and there every issue, and not enough to really satisfy you. And I just wish we could get rid of those backups and extend this issue to be an oversized yeah, issue so we actually, get more I story that, that's per what issue.
3: Mean. Yeah, that would be a good idea. I thought you were just gonna say some goofy backup at different deal. No nope. I think you're right. I think that at this point Especially again, I, it, like,
1: I, I, I tell you, I like the stuff we got. The idea, yeah, of Sinestro, I like, that. like it's cool because I love Sinestro and Hal together. I just want to get more out of it, and not have to take a break for the like the brave and the bold action. But that being said, I like the brave and the bold action because it's fun. That's I it like too. Hal and Barry being able to sit down and have to, like relationship talks about where Barry is with Iris right now, where Hal is with like Carol right now, and how they well they know each other. They can like bounce things up, like oh, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this right. That's really good stuff. Even the interaction between Barry and Carol and everything they've been through—that's such good stuff. I just have to stand back, like, "Oh, I'm Barry Allen. Oh, I'm engaged to Iris." I'm like, "That you were married before you died? What's going <laughs> on?" Like, <laughs> I yeah, always have to wonder about that what's deal. going on. That's crazy. Yeah, but they're engaged. i telling you, these are old friends getting together, and I have can have a good time with it. But it never feels like enough.
3: And when Barry ends, and I mean, maybe there's well it's not just on you. But I think here's the difference, where we get some books. Like, again, Jeremy Adams writing this. We get Cy Spurrier on that flash. We get that first issue. I know it's one issue, but at the end of that, I'm like, I don't know what happened. And I really (laughs) want something. That's not your fault. This actually, in this, I think I'm getting more of the idea of I'm really enjoying the little things you're doing here. Let's get bigger. It's not the idea that I'm mad because I hate everything here and it's being neglected. It's that I do like everything here. But exactly. I want more of but the story. I need to know story. more
1: because there's so much in the dark right now about what's going on in the series. And, like, it always, like I said, the slide of hand to the point where, like, we're focusing on one thing. Like, we have so much bigger things to deal with right now, don't we? We do. But
3: I, I think that Jeremy Adams also, maybe there's some timing deal with everything else. It's, it's weird. But it's the not idea terrible. of the they core, like, and so when you do this, I will give him props too because most people think of him as the Wally guy, even though Barry was in the flash book. At points especially near the end where we Added the stuff with iris but he does a Good job with barry i mean he Does barry he's using the, the little forensic up. Stuff they're having some fun and i'm Telling you once carol shows Up and you get that weird awkward Like oh man we'll invite you Got because th- these best of Friends yeah, about that, and these best of Friends haven't been able to hang out a lot I mean that's the hero life eric as They say hashtag well, hero I mean, life that-
1: Hal Jordan's been off planet for yeah, years now, exactly. and this so, whole thing about him talking to Barry, which is great, like, look, why don't you win her back? I'm like, I'm trying, but also, crazy. should I? Because what, if I really yeah. do love her, I should care about her happiness. I might be freaking sent back off to space, like, when some crisis happens. Is it really fair to her? I'm like, they're having some really good, like, you know, character really talks.
3: Good. And I like it because it did seem like Hal was a bit of a creeper going in, but when Barry's Bar- Bar- suggests, like it's rectified great. here. But well, Barry says, because Hal's it shows he doesn't know how to deal with this. And then Barry says, just be the friend that you always were. And if she's gonna fall in love with you again, that's the that's how she's gonna do it. Don't force it, just see if it works. And Hal's like, hey, really good. I love though when you end up where, hey, we'll have you and Carol over. And like Carol's like, yeah, I'm kind of engaged. I think it's Hal says she's engaged. Suddenly Barry just – it's almost like the, you know, stovetop stuffing yeah, and yeah. I help. He actually goes, so am I. He's like, so <laughs>
1: right. And I'm like, ah, it's stay on the air. He's like, oh, my goodness. But you have that play where they – When do you think we'll actually get the wedding between Iris and Barry? What book do you think that will be? Do you think it will be a special? Do you think it like, will ever happen?
3: It's weird because you would think that you'd want to have a actual Flash Barry Allen. A Barry
1: Allen book, yeah.
3: And we don't have that yet, but we'll see. I, it'd be nice, right? be pretty cool you've been wanting it since it didn't happen when it was already there and nonsense so when you get this though they're all dumb i I just want to end the deal that they're all morons because they end up realizing sinestro broke his way in here i wanted them to go through the footage and like they yeah like look at these bunch of assholes that he ended up getting i mean that was a crew that was very odd to be hanging out with sinestro when they ended up breaking into this place And, and they were all like out fighting Sinestro snuck in, and they realized. Barry says something ended up being altered here. Something was put on or in this this jet. You, you can tell it's like a little bit of a mark here. Something. So I'm going to send Mister Terrific over here, and he'll do some diagnostics immediately. Get any bit of fuel out of that shitting thing. You can't have this thing <laughs> flight ready when you know there's something because, in my mind, right away, you're going to think that Sinestro's going to do something remotely anyway because that kind of seems just the How was in the you know diner bar whatever that was restaurant and you did have the mention sinestro saying i'm kind of hanging out and grabbing a bunch of this alien tech that they said get everything out of ground these jets you can't because she even says i can't have anything happening here we have a test and at the end they just take off i'm like you should have done something some more preparation here if you think that sinestro possibly could have done something here but the rest of the stuff I thought was pretty cool and, and that advice that Barry gives and that talks really, really nice. Them just it's, sitting it's, there it's, talking it's, it's like really buddies.
1: Yeah. But when you have the Brave and the Bold action, like I said, you have Hal and Barry going after the bombs that Sinestro placed and they're gonna be set off these sonic bombs, which I'm like, just explode, please. But no, there's the sonic bombs they have to build up to, you know, the sonic thing to destroy everything. So we we have some time. Not a lot. Barry's doing super speed stuff. I have a problem with that because how is having such problems dealing with his constructs with the speed that Barry's holding on to them and like you are the the greatest green lantern that ever lived you have fashioned you fashioned this out of your pure will nobody else has ever done that before You should have a handle on this now when we later have our second brave and the bold action against major disaster that's fun but it's really quick and simple and easy yeah
3: yeah and so they do that and Here's the thing, too. When we say you get that Brave and the Bold deal and you have these fights that seem to be there just for the action quotient, maybe a little fun fact or whatnot. Remember, you know, in the Flash book, Jeremy Adams, Wally West Flash, you had a bunch of issues like that. You ended up having the issue with Irie and them going out and you had the wrestling. So he is always a guy who's going to have some fun. And maybe when we do go along and we do get info, because me and you at points, I have to admit, if people have been listening. At the beginning with the glaive and stuff like that, we were not really down with Jeremy Adam's story. But as it progressed and more and more things were revealed and more story built up, we actually wrote, this is really good. This is a really, really good book. He kind of likes to take his time getting there at points, it seems. And I think that that's what we're seeing again. But I think that most people who were turned off by the creepy Hal who seemed to regress and not, you know, go, I think that has been kind of. Pushed aside a of it I think that this is a How like yeah it seems Like this is a how that's like all right How's back he's going he needed to get His groove back and it took his buddy Barry To come and remind him hey we, You got friends we'll have some fun we'll Do some things so I think that's what You end up from here and it might serve A, a good purpose going forward We just want to know that there's some big This it's not like we said hey in the Batman and Robin we need to know what The said uh, yeah of course we do but this is Big shit like the stuff you that should. we want to know in this is stuff that affects the whole Universe DCU. Altered. Yeah, it really affects everything, so we want to know that. And it's it's kind of weird that people are, you know, pussyfooting around that. But we do have a backup by Peter J. Tomasi, as you said,
1: with or by David Lafuente, Tamra Bonvillon, and Rob Lee.
3: And this seems to set up that sinister son's book and the idea that this kid. I, I'm not convinced son of he's Sinestro. Yeah, I'm not convinced he's actually blood son of Sinestro. I think Do not he take is, that
1: away from him because you're gonna take away the Joker's daughter too then. <laughs> well you have that but again I think that the play is he
3: is like in an orphanage. He's kinda you know, he's it, court it's a ben, and he right? believes
1: that Sinestro is his father and he was dumped here by his mother. And it's a pseudo orphanage where the thing is it feels more like hey, I'm a street kid and this guy took me in and he'll let me stay here at the rest of the orphans as long as we steal shit for him.
3: Yeah, that's what it is. and when, But you want to think that you're better than that. You sit there and think of grand things as an orphan. Oh my, you know, oh, every yeah. orphan's like, I'm the, <laughs> the Queen of England, like that sort of thing. Or I even the when Queen you have. Yeah, like me, I'm there and I don't like my mom and dad. I'm like, oh, I must have been left here and I'm the Queen of
1: England. Eric. Oh my God. I am Nefertiti. That's a weird idea. I am. Yes. I had
3: some um, prancing yeah, around. I get
1: you the idea that you're want, like you expecting more, like, you know, the reason that my father never came back from me, because he's this great, important guy. He's Sinestro, the leader of Korrigar, like, this the greatest Green Lantern that ever lived, the greatest Sinestro Corps member that ever lived. He has a corps that's named after him, and you know what? I have to do my father proud for when he gets back, so I'm going to create a technological yellow
3: <laughs> brass knuckle thing? Brass knuckles. fear knuckles. He's got, yeah. and, uh, okay, and then he's like, well, I want to look like him, and he gets this little marker out of Love it. Gave himself a little
1: Sinestro, like yeah, mustache. It's yeah, that's pretty
3: cool. It, it, that's you say that you could go into a barber and say I want the Sinestro. They right? would they they'd be able to work that out?
1: But the no. idea,
3: like again, I want the John Walters. And he is. Lo- it looks like at a point he is trying to like go and find Sinestro so he can get a blood sample. Don't know why he has to write Sinestro on that. Is he getting other samples? And it, in a way, it almost feels like not fully, but like crush. Crush ended up wanting to get away from the legacy of Lobo because of what that yeah. meant. You end up having think this she's up kid. To? Yeah, about five foot eight. Yeah. <laughs> five foot eight. <laughs> I don't know. She's hanging with her girlfriend probably. Uh, I'd like to see her again. We actually, you know, she's probably doing something that has space for it right space lizards space playground she's at or maybe at the space amusement park those li- you know she's hanging with those stupid lizards but well in i do deal- hope
1: that even though things didn't work out completely with her and her father lobo at the end of the question lobo series that with lobo being attacked by Graff and freaking um I never remember. the other. T- what the hell is the other guy in the Superman series? There's Graff and oh, there's Oh, yeah, two. yeah. I, for- Farm. I actually forgot Farm. about Graff and Farm and and attacking him. Yeah. Exactly. Lobo's held this. It'd be cool if Crush could show up in the Superman to save her father, maybe. Or just show up to do something. That would
3: be cool. Like, hang out, then go, you know, high five with the, like, Connor and stuff. I don't know. You end up like this. The kid ends up stealing some money because he needs to keep going. But at the end, everybody is pretty much taunting him. And he's like, oh, you'll see when I figure out... The funny play though, it looks like this whole thing is just for him to go around to try to get, you know, proof that he is Sinestro's son by getting some blood somehow. I, it, it's an odd play. It sets up that other book, Tomasi doing that kind of cool. People probably really just want Super Sons again, but you have an interesting play. That's,
1: that's all. It really, does feel like almost the idea of what we had with the Super Sons story with the. uh the alien versions of kid like, you know, Rex Luthor and stuff Rex along those Luther. lines. Yeah, that yeah, whole like, But I, I think it's cool where you have this kid, what's his name, Karg? Is that what it was? Okay, I'm telling you, Karg, the son of Sinestro, it could be a lot of fun. It could be cool. It could just be yeah, like a yellow version be. of the Teen Lantern.
3: That I thought of Teen Lantern. I thought of, like you said, those evil versions, because I thought we did have an evil kind of Sinestro in that Rex their thing, and it was weird, but in this, I... When he does put the Sinestro mustache with it, so cute. it's cute as hell. It really is. And these are the type of things that I always end up liking. It's just at this point, I think that you really convinced me while we were talking. I wish that this would just be on the Sinister Suns book. You know, I, I understand what you're trying to do, set things up. And I give them props because a lot of times I do tell people, Hey, you can't just throw things at people. You have to set it up. So here we go a little bit, but. We do need more information in the Green Lantern book, which I am really enjoying. It's one of my favorite Donald DC books. So what would you give it?
1: Ultimately I think the art's great in that issue and I like everything that we're dealing with. I just want more and like, you know, like, you know, more taste, less filler, but I'm giving it a seven out of ten.
3: I'm an eight out of ten. I actually liked it a little more and I do I'm I'm even gonna put a little bit of an up for the cuteness factor of the backups. We usually don't tie that in, but I did like it's a weird play, like you said, everything that you get in the in the Green Lantern book it's good, but you want bigger stuff, and, and that kind of does pull it back. But I'll give it its props for having a couple good conversations. I really like this. Barry, you set up more with major disaster for some reason and see what's going on with the core. we got to find out what's up with the core. But we're going to go off now. That is me and you doing the first section of books there, I just want to point out to people. I mean, here's Eric Shea, The Glimmer of Hope. What I like to say is the purveyor of hopes and dreams. He comes in here, uh-huh. and I I like both books more. I think I'm doing. I think I'm trying to fight back at people. Everybody's saying I was miserable without you. know, I think I just missed you, but I still like these books. So it's fine. You're now. miserable
1: with me too.
3: That is true. We'll get miserable later on, I'm sure. And when we get more books that I have a you know, then the playground opens of misery. So we'll do that. But I'm going to go off right now and join a certain Luke Hollywood. And we'll be talking about the manga that Eric will never, ever read. And then we'll also have me and Simon talking the Batman City of Madness. And then at the end, we'll be back, me and Eric, to talk the final book. Mm -hmm. All right. And here we are. And some people ended up saying to me, oh, Oh. my God, with Eric back, no more Luke Hollywood with the manga. And I said, Eric isn't going to stop Luke. What's going to stop him is actually showing up.
0: Ain't got nothing on Ireland's
3: most. Ireland's
0: nightmare. Absolutely. (laughs) You got a new
3: haircut this week, though. Oh. Which (laughs) one did you get cut? Oh, my goodness (laughs) gracious. You you should fire (laughs) that barber and and get some new clothes. I I don't know what the jokes would be, but here we are with this, and we end up having Joker Baby. Joker, one operation, Joker. Joker, one operation, Joker. We've been enjoying, obviously, but we keep saying that we like the Superman versus Meshi, or as the some Meshes. people called Superman versus Nepal, a little more. And I think I said right before we started recording that I think that that gap is widening a bit because while I continue to have a lot of fun with mm-hmm. the Superman versus Meshi, and I don't know that I could ever get bored with the concept. Because it's just so crazy. I mean, even if they ended up, like, I'm going to go back and have everything I already had again. I think I'd still laugh at it. The the one operation Joker here with the Bat Baby, I still like it. I still think it's funny. There's only so many times you can do the baby. Yeah, and I think that what we need to get now is we we do need to progress the story a bit. But what do you do? Do you have? And we we'll talked about it. Is there going to be the idea? And I think it will be eventually. The idea. Well. Bruce ended up becoming a baby because of these chemicals and things. Either the Joker's going to figure out something to, you know, speed up the process or well. it's just going to be a side effect where, OK, he's not going to be a baby for as long as it's, it's going to be very quick as he grows, because I kind of need to see him, you know, doing a little more. It's fun seeing the Joker lose his mind, but you have in this chapter where how how many Things can go wrong for the Joker Before he does really lose it That's the fun of it But I do have a problem that I'll mention to you in this You never can find the title So I'm going to say the title Is Chapter 8, City of Devils Oh, And it looks like we start a new volume pick. So we we'll see how long it goes, right? Same problems. Well, actually you say that The funny play is One of the same problems, though Is the buying of diapers But he's good Uh-oh. at that and. The big play here is that he goes online. I think the Joker should stay off of social media. He needs to touch that Gotham grass, Jim. Yeah, exactly. Well, instead, he goes to the cloud there. And what he ends up finding is that some mother has gone. This idea that this is called viral. This this, (laughs) this mother. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It's me got mama here. She goes and puts a post. Hey. I was on the train, and this old man started yelling at me. Oh, my goodness. He said, why are you bringing a stroller on the train during rush hour? And I said, hey, I know about that, pal, but I had no other choice. You know, hashtag single mothers. So you end up where all that's going on. It has 200,000 likes, right? Oh, my goodness. So the Joker, then, he's kind of worried. He's upset at this. He doesn't know what's going on, but. He does respond with, ha, 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 what a riot. However, if you ask me, the biggest joke is the women for expecting anything better in Gotham. So uh, you could take that some weird ways. Yeah, really. So he basically says, Gotham's a crap hole. What would you expect? So that's the whole diaper. And that's what it is. Yeah, really. We are. The, The whole play of this is that the Joker, he thinks Gotham sucks. But remember, the whole play is raising a Bat-baby who thinks that Gotham's the bee's knees. I mean, that's what, you know, yeah, Batman do. And also, you have the play where I like that Joker, without the Joker around, because he has been, you know, laying low, raising Bat-baby, there's still problems like getting yelled at by putting a stroller on the train. In the meantime, Joker has to go and use the train. They got to go downtown. He ends up where he's got to get things together. He's going to go to Baby Village. <laughs> it is funny. Do you do you like the way that instead of full out, like we're going to translate everything, they just kind of have like they Photoshop the words. It's on it's top. a little it's a little sus, right? If you zoom in, you will see that Cherry Pie Man. He's going
0: to be there
3: too. I know. Oh Jerry my Pine goodness. Goodness. Now I have to tell you that, and you read a lot on your phone. Oh, you do have to zoom I'm in I'm
0: reading on my phone right now That's the
3: thing, you have to zoom in Even on my tablet at points ring, I ring. couldn't read everything So it was a little bit annoying But he also ends up getting a di- diapers half off Oh my goodness, he's going to save all the money And so he wants to go in and get the stuff With the idea also that soon That baby's going to go to preschool He's going to send oh, him off to that daycare deal problems so he goes downtown. He's doing all this. He's going through the crowds, right? And he's got that baby. He's dressed up as little Batman. Okay, that's cute. cute. He's the Joker. This is my biggest problem <laughs> in this. He's not pretending to be anything but. And nobody I mean, comes even up His and
0: they, Twitter account is just "I'm Joker." You I know? am Joker.
3: Right? Verified. So that's the biggest joke of all. Yeah. So when he goes in, I I, I wanted one person to come up to him and say. Oh, I get it. Your baby likes Batman, so you are playing along and going as the Joker and then him confused. But there are points in this issue where I would think that you would legitimately think this is the Joker with a baby, and there are people throwing shade at him, and they're about to die. And it's Yeah, be well, off. We see
0: he's walking down to the subway, and he's strapped. He's going...
3: Fully equipped. Oh my he is, goodness! And I like that he says it looks like I'm wearing diapers on sale, or else there's going to be troubles. Seriously, there might be for me if we don't get this done <laughs> quick. At the end of I ate some uh, some beef stew with a lot of garlic in it, uh, that doesn't go well with me. So, and also, I'd be afraid of the Joker. Right? That's what yeah. I'll tell Tanya. I'm like, I need a clean up, and I will me that's what I'm going to yell <laughs> to her. So. You end up where he is at first. I don't know if anybody else thought this. I thought it was like, oh, that's not a good one. I thought he had a suicide bomb on him. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh it, because of the way it's all there. I'm like, oh, no, no. Again, because I'm, I'm reading it on my tablet. Diapers. And then I look, I'm like, he has grenades. He has guns. He has knives. So he's like, it looks like. But it all seems to be so that if somebody says something bad about him on the trim, because he thinks also he just thinks Gotham is a cesspool. Like, comment, and subscribe to this sucker! Oh my And again, good. you get that—you get that kind of humor and the idea where the Joker is so off his game because he's raising Bat Baby that now he's even—he's kind of running around scared or he thinks there's going to be trouble. Usually you should know start the trouble. Shout at him. no way. again though. He's just there as full-out Joker. I—I I really was waiting for like some of his henchmen or maybe the Penguins. There, something weird, which might have been funny, but. He gets on the train He's worried That lady And that thing It was all over the news This idea of the lady With the strong news dude yeah. yeah Really You know what Without the joke around Maybe it was So maybe it was he, he sees this guy Giving him the stink eye And oh. I mean This guy Is like Full out Now I don't know What this other thing Next to him is That it looks I, I'm telling you I'm looking at it now It looks like an alien But you end up This guy's just Staring him down And now the Joker's worried. Oh my God. I think that this guy's gonna yell. And let me go check, you know, the lady and see what her deal because he he really wants to. It's like me. You gotta check if people are fighting back. Right. Because he kinda made fun of the lady. He ends up going. Now, in that the way that it's displayed, the way that it kinda goes, if you want to go in the real world, say Twitter it does look like the lady might have thrown shade back at the Joker, then deleted it. But it seems like oh. they're saying he, they deleted it. Maybe it was a quote tweet is what he did. But the the post, she, the, she got rid of it. Deleted only a coward deletes their posts. Coward, like oh, and it was even big news. It made Yahoo news. It made
0: the Yahoo front page. Yeah, oh, I love the Yahoo goodness. front
3: page. Like you said, it's a slow day, and it's a slow day in the world for news. It's <laughs> like, hey, get this, everybody. Opinions go back and forth. Well, with stro- th- stroller mom, you <laughs> think about it, right? Like in this manga
0: DC world, we got Superman out on lunch breaks in Japan and talking to dead fish with Aquaman. Batman's a baby, and Joker's, you know, busy being Joker daddy. There's perhaps no crime in the whole world. So they just have
3: this to report. This is what they report, and in the meantime, it's Joker online troll. He's trying to to stir things up, and then he's mad. Oh, man, that's ridiculous. Deleted the post. Wait a minute. These comments, and you have the comments like, to be honest, it's a pain when people park their baby stroller near the train door. I think 90% of people would agree it's a nuisance. Frankly, it's a lack of common sense. all about having a baby on the train while the Joker has a baby on the train. So now Jeez. he starts getting worried. Where does he get off? That guy was one looking at me. And so that like he's so off, he actually gets off you know, one step early <laughs> and says, oh my God, I got off without thinking. I got to go. Now he's going to get upset because there's no elevators in Gotham. They're all oh. upstairs. It's an old city look. And so he has a stroller. He can't get it up the stairs. He's, he's having a problem, and that is a problem. I remember because I have so many kids. I think last count, seventeen. I think. I mean, when when wow. I when the the Duggars, I heard about them. I told them to hold my you know baby bottle or whatever it would be. So you end up where he's trying because I remember at one point we had a double stroller. I couldn't get that thing anywhere. <laughs> it was the worst. Uh he can't get up the stairs. He's trying desperately to get up the stairs, and that guy. Who has given him the evil eye? He comes from so behind, guy. and he realizes it. And he says, "Oh my God, that's that." Now, what? When? And how? And why did this guy get off? You know, and where does he get off, Luke? Because he didn't seem to get off at the stop. He must well, have doubled back. He saw a daddy need Was a daddy indeed? Yeah, and so he really like thought ahead. Like he's really like down with this. He's like, "Hey," and Joker's about to kill him. Joker actually opens his knife he's got a switchblade and turns around with the knife the guy now the guy doesn't react to the switchblade the guy doesn't react to hey, it's the joker it, it's the j-. now even if it isn't you know why is this guy running around dressed and with the makeup of the joker it's, it's nonsense so the guy oh. says hey uh pal i'm gonna help you let's lift and really just goes right to it says okay both of us get aside and we lift real slow I know that the idea that he was thinking ahead of this is a little creepy. But he says, there's all stairs. I'm a dad, too. I know how hard it is to take a stroll up the stairs. Let's lift it. And you end up where Joker's like, this guy isn't the devil. They end up tearing that baby up. And then you end up having the Joker actually almost like the Fonz. He almost isn't able to say thank you. But he says thank you. Now, a a little tip for everybody. If this happens to you, and you're not the Joker, and you don't have sus stalker following you, what you do with the one, you just hold the baby in one arm, and then you pull the stroller up with the other hand. I mean, if if a baby's not in the other stroller, plus that's the way you'd go anyway, backwards up.
0: I don't think he wants to be holding that baby
3: anywhere near the chest, but he's got... Well, that's true. ready to go um, up. I mean, I'm just telling everybody, if they're out there, there's ways to do this that you can get away. Because the real play is you you don't want to upset the baby by bouncing him up and down the stairs. You hold the baby, pull the stroller. It's just it, right? So he ends up saying thank you, and he says, oh, my God, I love you. He's like, that guy's not a devil. He might be an angel. This guy just walks away, too. He's just like, yeah, my deeds are done. Again without much news going on People are bored People are helping people with baby strollers So then he goes he buys all these diapers goes I like that he's just got the diapers there Lined up at the diner He goes to get some food And boy if you just heard from the side Like what's that yellow tail That would be hilarious right It is the same writer that we became aware of That Mm -hmm. Superman was there Eating some stuff Uh, You know a little bit of a break from Japan But this ain't no Japanese quiz. No, he's talking Bat Baby and hey, drink a lot of milk and this is causing a lot of problems with money, but hey, I'm gonna eat now. I love the idea that he's like I can have an Angus steak or I can have tacos. Either way, two days from now, big trouble. Bat baby gets upset because he's sleeping in the booth and you see another guy. A guy who looks a little too much like Luke Holly. This drunk is he has the back A little light, too by the relatable way. for my bankers. It is funny, too, because didn't you think right away he was going to like have something nice to say? Like that would be the whole chapter of like, hey, buddy, you think that that baby's got, and then have some advice to help? Give him some of this liquor. Like something like that. That'd be pretty funny. Tanya, my wife was telling me that, uh, and a lot of people will say this if you're a little older, that like when you were teething, they would rub like whiskey on. Or- on your gums, I think that might have been your problem Maybe. The problem is, I think that Tanya Said, like, she ended up hurting her wrist Playing soccer, and her dad Like, gave her, like, three shots of whiskey She was nine That's not good, her dad was worse than The deal. Joker, eh, why not So, he ends up in Joker Now, he's off his game, still, he's like This guy's like, "Ha, hey, where do you get off? Shut that baby up, you jerk, again You can't be sure this isn't the real Joker. But people are, I guess, they're getting a little bold here. You know, what happens in the Gotham Diner stays in the Uh, Gotham Diner. Joker waves at him. Hey, uh, sorry about that, bud. I didn't mean that. We didn't mean that. The guy won't stop. And he Joker even goes as far, I'll buy you a drink. And then the guy's like, really? And he's like, yeah, I got a few slugs here. And he pulls out his automatic freaking Uzi. Whoa. The thing, though, is is this other guy jumps. What are they thinking about this? <laughs> See, the whole point of this is funny, but... about like whoa, where'd that come from? Yeah, I mean, at the one point, this guy and it ends up being a homeless guy steps in and he's like, "Hey, hey, don't you I yell know about you got the, the baby?" Problems, buddy, but I'm homeless. Yeah, and says to the drunk, "You were a baby once too, and you know what they say: don't scold children and don't laugh at the elderly." Oh man. And then he standing in turns and goes, And you there I thought he was gonna say, Don't shoot people with an like don't bring an Uzi to a, you know, drunk yelling fight. It, it was so it Joker puts it right in and-, and he's like, Hey, you know, don't listen to that guy. And and then I thought he was gonna buy him a meal. He just says, I liked if you want tacos, Angus steak, whatever, go for it and take your time eating. Again, another creep. How does he know those were the two things that he was thinking about? This guy was listening in. I don't get it. But oh. he's like, hey, and I'm homeless, so whatever. But it's, it's like the idea that if I'm walking down the street and a homeless guy actually comes to me and gives me, like, some clothes. He's like, hey, buddy, you look like you need these more than me. I'm like, oh, God, that's what Eric says. But so you have this and he's like, you're struggling more than me. And then the Joker has to say thank you for the second time and realizes, time. holy moly. What? Pretty cool town We got <laughs> He ends up getting online then with this big Giant proclamation Hey everybody I think this gather is pretty darn neat Ain't so bad after all Even that crazy
0: mother Who deleted her post yeah. oh She deleted goodness.
3: the post But uh, she's still in my heart But then what? you have to, at, at the end For no reason whatsoever You have to do the Jack Nicholson deal Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight As a joke, it kind of was a little cringy And then he's like, I haven't either So you just go like It's okay, it's not the best chapter And I'm worried, we need Uh to get a banger We need to get back on track We need to have something that we didn't think of Or really have over the top fun Uh, Maybe having his You know, crony come back Maybe it's getting Bruce into the Daycare, so we'll see how it is What would you give this one?
0: Yeah, like, not the best chapter we've ever had, but if you think about it, this is the start of Volume 2. We weren't crazy about the start of Volume 1 either, and that was just setting things up, but maybe it takes a little bit to get the ball rolling in these volumes, and then we start cooking later on. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. We need to kind of move things along. I don't know if that means time skip. I don't know if that means reeling into baby years, Jim. We'll just have to see Maybe <laughs> we get somebody at, like, Penguin Daycare. I don't know how it's going to But uh, yeah, we need kind of something maybe to fresh up the idea. With Superman and the meshes, I think the food itself and the goofy reactions, that's enough to keep fresh. But with Joker, while we do like the characters and everything, the concept, I don't think is going to last as long if we don't freshen
3: it up. Yeah, you need to just like, I mean, I could sit there, and we have talked about it before, but I can sit there and where Joker has to go to a play date, or... That uh, somebody's bullying, you know, baby Bruce at, at the oh, deal. Joker has to deal with that or, you know, all that sort of thing. Or if he does run into the Riddler or the Penguin or something, that could be fun. There's a lot of fun to be had. It's just at this point where you have that concept of, Oh, get this Joker has to raise that baby. He's having problems. We're now eight chapters of that. You kind of have to mix it up a bit. And this one just had, it's always better when somebody else is involved. Either Harley, the cronies Things like that, I think that that throws Things off, but yeah uh, We'll have to see, but what would be your score I'm going to hit it with a solid 7.2 I'm a 7.5 I'm a 7.5, I uh and just to think, like, seven is your bottom of the barrel, so it better start getting a little more interesting. But it is still It's, it's going to be bottom of the bottle. Yeah, that guy is still mm-hmm. drinking. Oh, isn't it already? You already said that. What What did you tell me, you, your message when we were going to do this? Because I said, I I might have oh to my. use the facilities myself, but you said you got to get the done because you were drinking? And then what were you eating? Did you I see? was in the ramen. Oh, uh, you had ramen, ramen and having... You know, some drinks. So yeah, we gotta we gotta get going. But Probably. Yeah, I, I look forward to the the Superman versus Messy though. I like I can't wait for that to come out because it's so goofy and fun. This one's starting to be the thing of well, I enjoy it, but we'll get to it eventually. It's not as as big, so I hope that it kicks off. Uh, this you know this volume kicks into gear coming up with the next chapter. But we'll see in a couple of weeks. But with that, thanks for joining me, Luke. If anybody wants to hear us talk about other. Manga stuff Some, you know, what do we do? Demon Slayer Demon And Slayers. we do the Spy Family spy me, and Luke. me and Stork End up doing the uh, My Hero My Academia Hero. And Chainsaw Man, me and Jason End up doing the Death room, Note room. And then now me and Double a Run, Double A-Ron we do the Dragon Ball So we have it's all us. those Check the show notes here, you can go to our link tree And it'll have all of our manga links That you can go and listen to all of that. So with all of that, though, we're going to continue on with the regular DC books. All right. And here I am with my man, Simon. What up, Simon? What up, Jim? What up? And you are joining me. And I said that once Eric was coming back, we're still going to do some of the side books that Eric ends up saying that he doesn't want to. And boy, this one we'll was do one of those
2: crappy things that Eric hates.
3: Yeah. And yeah. He, hate, he hates black label stuff. And for a while there. That was where the, the good books were. It was the place to be, it seemed, the Black Label. I don't know anymore. But No, um, I
2: think the standards have dropped quite significantly from the first batch that they put yeah, out. Yeah,
3: I would agree. I think that it's now maybe the experimental place, They you know yeah. down in the lab, right, for you writers. Can feel, you and, can feel like
2: they're really trying to fish out another like, Dark Nights or like, Watchmen, some, something that's going to stand the test of time and be sold 10, 15 years from now. But, or... I don't know
3: if you'll agree,
2: maybe they're trying to fish out a new Arkham Asylum, a serious
3: house on serious Earth, because that's what this reminds me of. It reminds me a bit of the art, but it's not as good. I'm not saying, yeah.
2: It does it in the most superficial ways. It name drops a couple of characters, and obviously you've got like the painted thing, and they keep saying they're going for a cosmic horror thing, but they don't. Like at least in this issue like christian ward doesn't understand what cosmic horror is like putting putting a squid face on on someone isn't lovecraftian that's just a squid not at all but you can tell he's trying to go for that
3: but it it is (laughs) like you said i do believe you you kind of put it right there the idea that this is trying to do something it may eventually do it. it may
2: do it we got
3: two more in this one it felt kind of – I don't know. It, it felt like as a writer, Christian Ward is a really good artist. This is the best way I can say <laughs> it. But it's also like he has ideas – but they just don't seem to develop quick enough or yeah. properly
2: as you go through. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say that it's the, the problem right now is that it's not developing quick enough.
3: Yeah, that's the problem. I, I ended up where I, it was a slow read for me, and I will admit, too, me and you weren't the biggest fans of Gargoyle of Gotham, the grand, you know, Raphael Grandpa. God no. forbid. People were very angry at us, right? So I've seen people going... It feels like because they're both Batman, they're both Black Label, that people are already choosing sides, right? They,
2: they, they've they come out within a very short window of each other, and there's already comparisons being drawn and people trying to pick the better one. Despite the fact that both of them only have one issue. Out.
3: Exactly, and I would actually say it might tough. have been a better play to wait a little yeah. and maybe once that's done. Maybe wait until they and finished then this, and then yeah. take
2: a good long look at it and say, well, you know, actually this one delivered and this one didn't. But no
3: or dc itself if they ended up you know having these tiered relief you could have people who love the raphael grandpa one and then the Chris because these are also a little more pricey they're bigger i i don't know maybe it could have been the play out but they do have it where because the scheduling of the black label it kind of comes out you know one month and the other than one so that's at least okay
2: there's there's like two months between each issue and these things isn't there Yeah,
3: it's the bi-monthly not the Bi-monthly. not the
2: bi-monthly yes <laughs> i
3: hate when, when people bi monthly like, not bi-monthly. bi-weekly i'm like really like twice a week oh no, no no it's every other week i'm like i don't get these things like it always <laughs> confuses me i'm like whatever well, I, I, I don't really care but this is batman city of madness book one written and drawn by christian Ward, letters by Hassan Atsame El wow and you do end up having the editor not listed so i won't even say it i'm sorry oh. yeah i'd have to look into it yeah, i don't right. see it right I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, diss Gaya. Yeah, I just don't see it. It's probably in the back. A lot of times what they do on these, they'll have like a last second sheet. I'm looking now. It is what it is. Matthew Levine, editor. So I got it, right? Not Yay. Adam Levine. Not the Adam singer.
2: Levine. <laughs> no.
3: Levine, Exactly. I, I'll go whatever. But in this, when I went in, I'll tell you the idea of, oh man, I'm going to choose sides. You know, I wasn't quite that way. What I did, and I don't know if you had the same kind of idea. I actually was hoping that I liked this a lot because people seem to like that Raphael Grandpa gargoyle. Well, well, I've got them so much that I was hoping maybe this would be the one that, all right, this will be my deal. I'll like this
2: one. It's okay. I'll be a little bit honest with you. I was like, when you messaged me and said, hey, Do you want to review this book this week? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. What's it about? And you sent me the blurb. I was.
3: (laughs) I sent you the blurb because that blurb was so wacky and long and boring. It talks about so
2: much stuff that isn't necessarily in this book either. No. The big
3: play of this, if you didn't know, is that you're going to have like an under you're going to have another Gotham underneath Gotham. This is something that they Except had movies. we don't see that. Yet. No, we don't get it yet. And the, the weird play is this is something also that they had. If you are a Tom Taylor fan or even if you're not over at Marvel in his friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, he tried to do an under York story. That completely and utterly failed. It was well, so bad. Yeah, but, and I, li-
2: I likened it to uh, the mutant New York City underneath New New York in Futurama.
3: Exactly. That's, yeah. what, it, that's what it was like. And you that had... So, now, in that <laughs> run, people will say, but, Jim, they had Spider-Bite. Okay, you got that. But the Under York stuff stunk.
2: Spider who?
3: Spider-Bite was the, the kid with cancer. It was pretty much for a redo of the... <laughs> kid who collects spider-man the classic story but it was done well It had some emotions in it but you end up here where you're being told there is this under new york so i'm like or under gotham Gotham, i thought okay that could be kind of cool or gotham below especially yeah yeah. whatever you know the upside down nonsense you know crisscross applesauce whatever it would be and okay if you're gonna do something especially a cosmic horror things like that I don't need you to really go into space i don't need you know that nonsense it would be cool to have a, a kind of a supernatural thing in gotham you can set that up and i don't know what he's waiting for because in this you end up setting up pretty much this kid because that's how it starts a kid is heading to gotham yeah everything is every scene and you know i don't know maybe people would disagree but some of these scenes even one that lasts one page seems to last a little too long, like it's a panel <laughs> too, long. too long. You know what I mean? Because I, this kid, I get the idea. This kid's going into Gotham. Hey, one-way ticket. You see his gun. Hey, kid, shouldn't yeah, go into like, Gotham. I'm like, all right, but what is this? Why? Like, set it up a little more to get to it.
2: I'll, I'll give Christian Ward uh, some credit here because, like, this little arc for the kid does pay off within this issue. And it all ties together at the end. Like, seems to be what'll
3: lead us to the under.
2: In, yeah too. in terms of like his structure for this issue it's fairly solid we've got essentially like three plot lines that are running parallel for most of the issue and then they sort of tie up together towards the end there's nothing massive that's left hanging for the next issue like we had serious issues with like um Raphael grandpa's
3: serious houses as well
2: yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> um in the just like there's stuff dropped in that never pays off within that same issue um, whereas at least here this this kid's little arc, where he you know you find out that he's going to Gotham because one of the crooked cops in Gotham murdered his dad for yep. no reason and lied and, and lied, lied, lied about and got away with it. So he's going yeah, so there for revenge.
3: That is, you're right. That is actually an interesting play. And, and what's funny about it is a lot of the other things, including Batman himself, that's where I think wasn't that interesting. That's where I think yeah. that this wasn't because a lot of the stuff ends up being the same old same old yeah it, it looks different It has some cool yeah, looks there's in a, this, but there's it a lot still of influences being same.
2: pulled from a lot of places and there's a lot of there's a lot of like twee little references and jokes that just like there's one on this page about oh like the kid's scared because he's seen a bat and he hasn't seen one before it's like oh well you'll see a lot of them in gotham it's like it just doesn't like you didn't need that yeah it just doesn't work it doesn't fit i don't i don't think it necessarily fits the tone of the book that what it's trying to aim to do it takes you out of it a little bit and like the the two face stuff coming up you know people say visually it's really cool and interesting but to me it just reminds me of tommy lee jones's two face in the batman forever movie yeah, the, joel, said that. the joel schumacher like tommy lee jones lair where it's just clean down the middle with like good stuff on one side and, like evil on the other it's such a like cartoon ish um like bombastic representation of two-face
3: i also think like the dave mckean stuff in the the arkham asylum you're doing a lot of things in this where you'll have a picture and then you'll do like a coloring part that's a little askew so it it looks kind of wacky and you have things like that and i I just it ended up looking cool but it didn't look like anything like i thought i kept thinking of other things and even the stuff with two-face i thought also it did play out a little like the Ram-V stuff recently, and, I, you know, I that's recent stuff. You don't want to kind of feel like that. And overall, some of the things, I mean, you go to that spread page, and there are a lot of spread pages. You go to that next one, and just the idea of the perspective uh, with the bats and Batman, it looks really neat. I mean, it, it yeah. really looks cool, but what is it doing? I mean, it, it, instead of it or accept me saying, oh, my God, that looks cool. But it's not really doing, you end up having a narration on the black part of Batman to then go off to Alfred, who he's there, woe is me, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, Alfred's a big old sad sack in this issue, isn't he?
3: Yeah, Thomas and Marthy's like, I let you down, I end up, <laughs> you know, worried about Batman. And he actually plays off like the wife of a cop, or or a firefighter, yeah. where he stays up at night, he doesn't want to go to bed before Batman comes back before Bruce comes back. You get a play of even the pearls kind of mixed in with the I will become the bat, that whole play in that. It's weird, too, because there are some times where I thought, okay, like some of the panel layouts are kind of neat. But then there's like a lot of times it's just kind of really basic. And I like the narration for, say, Alfred. The way that it looks, because he says, I've been writing a journal and you have it in like a paper deal and he throws it. But then it almost feels like at one point it just gets very like, hey, I don't have time for that. I'm just going to throw this black panel on there as a narration. It just I don't know. Some of the plays didn't go as good as some of the others. And at points, I do think that he was more concerned of I want to make it look neat. But the story itself is just kind of meandering. It's just hanging there.
2: Yeah. And I don't know yet what the point of this sad sack Alfred stuff is. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like Alfred comes off as incredibly depressing in this issue. Even Babs pops around and is like, are you okay, Alfred? (laughs) Like, are, you, are you all right do we need to call someone like yeah. he's
3: there like the guy is brushing his teeth at like 2 a.m i don't know about that like you know once a week if you need to or not right that's what i'm saying alfred's british what is he doing like, He should know better than that no, i'm just joking but you end up where it's just alfred like walking around
2: yeah being depressed and i'm like, okay there's a slight. Like implication towards the end that whatever's happening might be tied to Alfred's mental state in some way. Maybe. But it's one of the few things that doesn't tie together nicely, so all you're left with is this sense of, like, God, like Alfred, who is usually the rock and stone at the center of the family, the guy that everyone can depend on, is fucking miserable. He is miserable.
3: I I get the idea, too, that what they're playing with, Christian Ward's playing with the idea of, like, You know, Batman, he even says, Batman's fallen to the abyss. We get that a lot. He's in the darkness. Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) Not a particularly new idea to play with, is it? Yeah. Yeah, And
3: we're going to have an actual (laughs) abyss underneath. And I'm like, okay, kind of weird. But you end up where you go from there and then you get to Two-Face. Two-Face is hanging out. He ended up kidnapping one of these famous twins. But again, this setup is, in my mind, just to have Batman come down and start beating heads in just so that he could get Harvey and we get that play that Harvey here is going to be, like, really, okay, I'm the good Harvey. The bad Harvey yeah. went away here, I'll talk to you. Hey, I'm the bad Harvey, get out of here. And, you know, you really go.
2: Batman lampshades the whole ridiculousness of that, how easy it is that he's in such an obvious hideout and he's done such an obvious crime. And Harvey then explains it that, you know, I wanted to just phone you up. I wanted to just, like, pop round and have a cup of tea. But bad Harvey wouldn't let me, so we had to do some ridiculous Yeah, we had
3: to do some crazy, you know, two-pronged crime here to <laughs> yeah. get you. But in that he kind of wants help and the help that he gives him, and, and again, as we go forward, it feels like you have Christian, whereas now he's going to end up giving you the man that Arkham, it's not a place of healing, it's this. And you kind of twist and turn. But I think there's a lot of ideas that get kind of
2: pushed aside. This weird jump as well from like, we leave Harvey and Batman after Batman's like stormed the the lair with harvey saying i need help and then like four pages later we're just in arkham and it turns out that batman's just slugging in a cell somewhere and it's like that's not very batman like that's not very like especially like batman to harvey like it it could be batman to a lot of his villains but like harvey harvey he's always gone out of his way to like reach a a hand of friendship out
3: what i think that is weird in here that might be a little askew as well is the idea that yeah batman a lot of times he will send them to Arkham, but in his mind, I hope in his heart as well, he thinks he, they can get help. You know, yeah. they, now they always break out, whatever. And usually when they don't, it usually is, oh my god, Harley Quinn got involved, or oh my god, this one you know person ended up screwing things up. But when he does go and start talking to the people at Arkham, it pretty much is like if I'm the, I'm running Arkham and you come in as Batman and like. Hey, what's going on? I'm like, this place is a shithole. Like, they don't even try to pretend there's <laughs> yeah. anything. Like, I can't do shit here. Like, this is fun. And, and the idea that you have any Batman book and you say things like we're underfunded or that that doesn't work because Batman would certainly be funding that because. Bush would, would just
2: chuck money at Arkham Yeah, he would it chuck money
3: it. at it. And even if it ended up not being used properly. He'd at least want to make sure they don't escape, but he would definitely chuck money at it. That's what he does. And and I think that he does at points care more about his rogues than maybe, you know, homeless people in Gotham. He would probably set this up. But again, that would be a play of he wants them to actually get better. I think that Christian Ward is going with that trope that Batman doesn't care. He's staying a blind eye. Throw them in Arkham. Throw away the well, key. I don't know, but it's weird.
2: Is it just that Christian Ward's desperately trying to make this feel some way connected to Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum? That's what it feels like. Because that version of Arkham Asylum was so run down and so uh, gritty and disgusting and horrible and haunted and, like, this one doesn't feel as bad as that. But no, it doesn't.
3: But you see that you're trying. To he wants get to that, try right? and
2: justify it. Yeah, he's, he's he even
3: mentioned the hauntings, and the,
2: it's weird. He's brought back the old staff from that many, You know, the the staff even then say this isn't a hospital; it's a haunted house, which is again one of those twee on the nose things that I I, I've I saw don't the art and like I kept saying
3: it. like, okay, this is definitely Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum. But then when they said those things, when it was described, I'm like, it a hundred percent is now it's, it's fine to grab a hold of different things, especially some of the better things, but that's just like kind of in its own, like it's a weird yeah. thing. It's, it's just sh- there. Right. And you're like, eh, well, why is it there? And what yeah. are you doing with this? What is it setting up? And it feels like, a like in this first issue, again, this may end up changing around at this point. It just feels like. Random ideas from an artist who might want to draw something cool that he always wanted to do, but it doesn't have that. The Arkham tissue. Asylum
2: graphic novel was a, a huge influence for him when he was growing up, so he just wants to. That's like, what it do feels like. Yeah, yeah,
3: that's what it feels like. And then when you're going to go get a story, then grab the Court of the Owls because you know yeah. that's pretty big. So that has a di- and that has a different feel, kind of than the deal, and that gets a little wonky. I know, I well, at least I think. I think he's trying to play the idea that that you think that's Bruce at first because you're there. It looks like even a Wayne Tower. You end up having this guy and he wants to know, hey, everybody, you know, what are the big things here in this meeting? It's a big board meeting. You're going. I, I don't know. This guy doesn't read the room very well. When yeah, he's like, you, you know, he's so, kind of told to shut up like three times. and he's like, Shut up with your thing. And he just keeps going. And it's it's just weird. It feels like a setup just to get to the evilness
2: this is pure exposition for why the 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 creature that we end up coming across underneath is now out. we we got a little bit of it way back on like panel one when we overheard like a news story saying that there's a big sinkhole opened up in gotham and now we've got a tedious boardroom scene here where the local i don't know I don't even know what this guy's job is But he's just here going It's climate change The river, the under, the underground river's diverted And now it's just eroding everything that's underneath Gotham It's
3: weird because you end up where This Mr. Reeves He doesn't seem to be part of the board of directors He's not dressed in the city He's yeah. there But he's like in a weird way that he's like Meandering about—it's it's odd. The the whole scene to me was odd, and it is just basically, hey, why are we having problems? We're having problems because there's global warming. No,
2: what's that? And yeah, it's- what's the outcome of this sinkhole opening up? What's the damage? What what do we need to do? Well, you know, this is the cause of it. Blah, 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 blah. Exposition dump. Wander into an elevator with me so I can stab yeah, you for like, some reason. Why would you go in the? Like, <laughs> yeah. It never feels right when you. Why invite him in? Like, yeah, like it just doesn't make sense. Why would you go in there, and why would you bring him in there? Like, you've just murdered a guy for no reason. Was he an employee? Was he a consultant? Was he, like, a representative of some sort of local Gotham Greenpeace initiative? Like It's weird.
3: And the idea, I think he's supposed to be an employee, but the way they have it, he's, like, separated. But the the whole play is, oh, uh, it ended up having trouble for the the subterranean river princess. Uh, River princess? It's such a weird way to say it, and, like, Oh, you know, the subterranean flow that goes beneath Gotham. We have this thing. And then you just, like you said, you end up having this guy say, uh, yeah, we don't talk about that. So what do you think of this? No, no, no. I think we will talk about that. That's our responsibility. Okay. Follow me. I'm like, you're done. You are dead. And they get in this elevator. You start going down. You get to negative floors. And then you end up having this guy come out of the elevator with a court of the owl mask.
2: We get some stupid owl puns and then we, yeah, move on.
3: Yeah, and and ends up, yeah, he gets some puns and then says, in that evil way, because it was already set up at the beginning, remember the idea, and it, it continues on, that this kid, his dad was killed and they set it up to look like a drug dealer type thing that his, he knew his dad wasn't. And so in this, you end up having this guy, uh, Striggaday.
2: What Christian Ward's done is he's named all of the Court of Owl characters after Latin names for owls, which is, again... Another one of these twee little ideas, which I just, I hate, I hate. We
3: have this in, Josh Trilio did it in the Blue Beetle book. Not as fancy a book, but did that in it. It seems like it's a cool idea, I think, in their mind. When you actually have to read it and say it out loud, it's so, yeah, it's it's not oh, great. I'm being
2: so smart and clever. I'm going to I'm gonna give them all owl-themed names, but I'm not going to make it obvious. I'm not going to have, like, Mr. Barnow and Mr. <laughs> Snowy.
3: That would be pretty cool. I'd I remember Mr. Barnow better <laughs> than these because a lot of these names, they're not real memorable. So he ends up, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, what am I doing? So he says, hey you know, Pip, go and get this guy, have him have an overdose, and then, you know, and he doesn't leave yeah, away. Clean up it's the a mess. sad thing that yeah. he's going to have an overdose in ten minutes, then send the flowers to his wife, and off he goes. So then he walks down, and then he runs into his buddy, Brother Tyton, Titan, whatever.
2: Yeah, brother Owl.
3: Yeah, I- I'm telling you, it's just Snow Owl, but I don't even know that many Owls. Seriously. So he ends up, hey, what's going on? And this whole play of well, we want to do it this way. We're protecting this lair, but we don't really yeah, think that there is a There's now some weird demon. internal
2: schism in the Court of Owls where they had this prison or something of some sort of creature or power hidden away underneath Gotham for 200 plus years. And one faction of the Court of Owls thinks either it doesn't exist or it does exist and they want to release it anyway. And I, I'm not entirely sure which it is because they seem to flip flop.
3: Points I thought that they themselves flip-flop i'm like okay who's there with the knife they're going to it's a weird play here because the court of the owls obviously it's been around for a while scott snyder comes out we've had court of the owls in wacky ways we ended up in the ben percy uh and near at the end of his run of green arrow we ended up having the pup, but at that point it was pretty much you know fight club and they gathered up homeless people and then went through a maze. And it, it, like they, yeah. had, they had really been watered down. Recently, just the last couple of weeks, we ha- even had them in the Hawkgirl book. And so they kind of come. But when you, you get into this, maybe if you're doing a deep dive into the owls, it might be a, a cool idea. But again, I think that what Christian Ward is doing, he has these ideas in his head that should just stay in his head that kind of set up the scene going but when i'm there and they're talking about you know the house here and the house there and where are the it's not that interesting it's not that interesting in the book itself to know oh my god they're having fights within the court of the house while this is going on i'm thinking where where are their talents where where?" and then the guy just pops out and he's there okay i'm the town goes and it gets it gets a little hard to follow some of the action and why and how things go because we end up having almost like a doom's doorway it looks like down there where you think that this whole you know cthulhu monster is being kept and held but then the one guy says it's not really a thing and they say it is talent comes runs through this guy and then they're just like you know hey let's go and then they're gonna blow it's so wacky i mean the talent then keep puts a charge on the wall, yeah. but then Batman comes out of nowhere, cuts his it, yeah. arm off, and then it's in his hand, which didn't make much sense there. But there's weird play, like, what is happening here? Why are we doing this? And what does this all mean? For, for some I-
2: reason the Batman below has batarangs. Um but yeah, it's the 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 talon makes an attempt to try and seal off whatever it was that was buried under there again. Um and gets fails. his
3: arm cut off too. Yeah. Like he's armless and then this other batman which you don't know just yet but it's easy he he gets away he gets out but it, again are we going to get more court of the owls from this or is this just a setup to be like oh man they done messed up and here we go and, and whatnot because i keep wondering when are we getting down below because yeah. then we go back to sad sack well we get the kid we
2: get the kid the kid's trying to find the the cop that murdered his dad and then he gets you know the the cop sees that he's he's being snooped on, so he he asks a couple of his lackeys to go beat him up.
3: This kid's just walking around, and then they're like, "Okay, well, go get that kid." Then you have Batman. And it's a cool page when you have Batman. And he's like driving up to the mansion. It's like a a yeah. river of blood. There's a lot of the visuals are really really cool and really could like I would actually like this art here. I prefer it in the Flashbook than what it's, we were getting in that i think that it kind of would fit that a little
2: bit it's weird you said earlier that a lot of this book is really visually interesting but then some pages are just yeah bland some pages are beyond belief they're just like a regular comic book and then you've got pages like this introduction to arkham and then the pages that follow it which are aping uh the arkham asylum miniseries quite yeah evident. and
3: it's like i like that but then, I'm you, then you,
2: you then you turn the page and it's babs and alfred talking as if it was just an issue of any other book that came out this week
3: i like when he's driving up and uh, even has like what looks like the profile possibly alfred there it's, uh, like something's wrong with alfred but again you end up when he goes into arkham it's, it's straight up i mean it it almost looks like it's lifted from the arkham asylum with serious house of serious earth and you end up you know having random things but that's where like Hey, what's going on? I can't do shit here. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing here then? Like, this whole play, it looks like there's one doctor there. They're yeah. doing the whole thing, smoking it up, and just like, I can't do shit about shit. And that's all it really comes down to of are you really helping? But is that what we're focusing on? Because the big play in Arkham is that Al- or Batman goes to talk to Two-Face. And it seems like he has another...
2: Yes, there there might be a third side to Harvey at the minute, or there's another entity that's made its way into Harvey's head.
3: You know, the big play, it's 2 faced, but now there's another, will that make him cry? Like, But I don't know even that we're going to get into that too much, as you have Barbara asking, you know, Alfred, are you okay? You seem very yeah. depressed, and he's like, eh, you know... Keep on, keep it on there. He's trying to like play it up, but you can tell he is depressed. And then you just go to Arkham with this play of there isn't somebody the bad deal that. But at the end, we find out that the third thing seems to be a combination of the two. But instead of it being horizontal, <laughs> it's vertical. I'm like, yeah,
2: oh, okay. And then we get the terrible trio. It's, it's 90 degree Two Face. Yeah. And that's
3: where you end up having that cop send his. Three guys and it ends up being the terrible Trio I will tell you I love the One part of the art where You end up seeing the guy's face Inside the shark mask Yes, That's that's really cool right I mean a lot of these things and even when This kid is Freaking out but again I'm telling you when you See that panel of the terrible trio there And you have the ha 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 that seems like it's Also from Arkham Asylum By Grant Morrison it's really played out That way but this kid is like I'm Gonna kill you I'm gonna take you down okay and they're like whoa 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 buddy (laughs) I'm trying to stop him but he says I am vengeance and yeah he is going to end up looks like he's gonna kill him you think that Batman has come down to pretty much take out the terrible trio there but it is actually this Cthulhu I mean it's a straight-up Cthulhu version of Batman
2: they've glued a squid to Batman's
3: face, and is like over-the-top killing people so Again, this idea of the underworld deal, I don't know. I, I kind of think that it could have been a cool thing of this Cthulhu Batman running wild, people thinking Batman's killing. and You could play the idea. Is it better or worse? And how's it? But it just kind of happened. And while that's all going on, like you said, Batman was worried about Harvey. And then at the end, you have this crazy play where they're bringing this talent. Like, there's things that I don't know that we need to see. They're bringing this talent back, and they know that the Cthulhu Batman's out. The only one they can end up counting on is Batman himself. Yeah. But will Batman join the Court of the Elves? Oh my, we're his enemies, oh. but I'll have to. And there's a lot of ideas. Maybe you've tightened it up. I Don't know how many of them are. Good. Yeah. There's too many going around You don't
2: necessarily need the Court of Owls to do this story about something living under Gotham. Like it seems superfluous.
3: Yeah, especially when it's a kid. Like the big play is this kid coming into town. He wants to be vengeance for his father who died, which would be something that would trigger Batman as well. And then he ends up getting taken by this Cthulhu who does seem to want to protect him. It's like this weird play that it just doesn't know any better. And so it's going to take him, But they're looking at it as a kidnapping, possibly. But also they have the Court of the Owls, the only play that yeah, you have the, good the in line
2: it. W- the line we're left on is the, you know, the, the this Kafulu Batman is going to turn that kid into his Robin. His Robin.
3: But this kid did come into town with a few days to kill. I mean, he wants to be this murderer. What I do think is interesting is the idea of the Court of the Owls done messed up. They then have to go to Batman, but why would, like, would Batman help him? Yeah, he wants to. he's probably going to have to stop this thing, but why help the Court of the Owls and the Court of the Owls maybe, you know, trying to finagle a way of, like, no, yeah. oh, we didn't really do anything bad, but we see they did. I, I think it would have been a, yeah. a better play of a mystery of how this happened. Maybe, you know, have the Court of the Owls come in a little later to kind of, you know, explain things that it's all thrown at you in this first issue, but yet we don't really get anywhere we yeah. get the kid kidnapped we get batman doing pretty much a
2: walking tour we don't get any of the like cosmic horror lovecraftian stuff that Except we were promised the look at
3: that batman which looks cool
2: but, but again like sticking a squid face on something isn't lovecraftian horror it's just sticking a squid face on it kind of looks like now that i think of it it kind of looks like the dark multiverse so much of this feels like it should be a barbatos dark metal story yeah yeah
3: yeah exactly like, and, and that Kind of thing, and but we
2: already have, and and we don't get any of the like warped, twisted versions of Batman's road gallery that we're promised in the in the blurb. Either the best we get is this like ghostly ninety degree two face.
3: If you end up where you get it, and you just you know want to see some different art, I'm not even going to say. Great art, some of it's really good And I like it, I'm not not a real Art guy, but I will tell you that it, It is a different look, you end up I don't think that this would work very well With a lot of books out there But as Cosmic Horror, you can see that It would work, it's just not gotten there Yet in the story and I think that it's the pacing of the story and the tightening up. Maybe the idea of having an oversized black label, like, that's why you add things in to kind of fill out that 40 some yeah, pages. You of need each to get to extra
2: pages. But again, we're, we're sat here complaining that the core concept isn't being communicated or has evolved enough. So, like, if you've got the extra page count, get to that point like really nail this first issue to leave people going god yeah that was amazing i want more
3: again we didn't love gargoyle of we didn't love it no. but in that and there was a lot of ideas in that but at least at the at one point in that we're like oh man batman did a cool thing there yeah he got hit by an anvil right oh, cool. <laughs> but they, you know even with that yeah. there was some cool stuff but in this i end up at the end where it it Feels like somebody randomly showed me a couple pages of cool art from seven different books, and I and the story. There's no like the overall story isn't really that much of a Batman story, you know, really yet.
2: The the entire summary of this book is the 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 image of Batman with a squid face. That's it.
3: It's the underworld, you know, underneath Batman. That's the big play of oh my god, he's squid faced Batman. But even then, I'm like, am I that interested in that? Do I do I want to know what Squid Batman? How? What makes him tick? What does he love in life? <laughs> what, does he what, love? what is the thing? Why is he so down? Did squid on Batman's
2: squid parents get shot seeing Squid Zorro? I don't know. Yeah. Why? Why is Squid Batman decided to take up a life of costumed crime fighting? Like, where's this all come from?
3: Like, did he get upset at like the crabs and the shrimp? Yeah. And then he,
2: is there a Squid Alfred?
3: There might be. Well, that's where I, I also. Alfred is so depressed that, and you, you have that supernatural kind of feel like, is this squid Batman in the underworld of, of Gotham? Is this affecting, you know, the mood and and maybe the explanation, like the idea Gotham's on a hell mouth. That makes yeah. sense to me because it's a shithole and it never, and so are we going to deal with that? But we only have a couple more issues and maybe that could be kind of interesting. Almost the, Hey, they, they moved the headstones, but they didn't move the body. Like what is that play here? especially with that river. Are we playing things like that? Are we going to get involved in all sorts of wacky, like you said, almost like a metal type feel as well. I don't know. It just seems a lot of concepts out there. Nothing really ties together. Well, but it's vibing
2: on a lot of stuff that people already know. And the only unique thing it's bringing to the table is squid face Batman. And if like once you, once you've seen that image, you've seen all this book really has to offer.
3: I will tell you one thing. When you get to the page, where I guess I guess it's the Talon coming too, sexy dude too,
2: with his long golden hair. Yeah, and his, yeah. he
3: looks almost like like he could be an Azriel, like you could he play that very much like
2: uh, Ghostmaker.
3: Even I thought yeah. or Thor, yeah. but he's coming too. And you you see that page again. It kind of feels a little cliche, but you have the page where there's the the background with the words, and then in the foreground the words again, but clear. That's exactly the thing that I've been trying for so long. That's how they should do backwards match. You have the backwards shit in the back and it's kind of faded, and mm, then in the yeah, front, yeah. I get to read it and not you be get upset. to read it normally. That's what I wanted all along. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. So, but in that, it, it kind of is a cool play of, you know, he's out of it. He's in concussion protocol. Maybe yeah, for the uh, see
2: Squid Batman. It's everybody's favorite Robocop scene as he's waking up, as he's drifting in and out of consciousness. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that.
3: And I do <laughs> like where. They, they say they need Batman because they don't have a lot of time because and the they're court trying to heal. Shit.
2: That's why they need Batman. Yeah.
3: But it might take too long. We're doing
2: it quick. I'm like, he just needs a hand. Their other talents Don't they have like dozens of them? They have an army of them. There's yeah. tons. I mean, just don't get cold. Also, it was kind of implied earlier in this issue that each house in the Court of Ours has their own talents. Yeah, so that's what like- it seemed. Why do they need, like, this one guy? Like, where's the other talons? I don't know. That I guy's pretty know. sexy, though. Look at that guy.
3: I mean, I don't understand the way that that lower body type deal. He doesn't skip leg day, but that cud piece he has, I mean, it looks, like, weird. <laughs> it, like, doesn't even look like it's a real, like, junk there. It looks weird.
2: After the Batwang incident, they're very careful about how you draw crotches in these back back playable looks now.
3: Thinks he's like Robert Plant. And he's stuffing socks down there in a zucchini, but he's gone <laughs> overboard. Now it looks like he's wearing a diaper. That's what it looks like.
2: Right? He man, he man trunks. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's what it looks like. Like he's, I don't know. He might have crapped his pants too. I, I probably would have too if I got my hand cut off. But with all of that, what would you give this? Ah,
2: uh, I don't know. Like a six eight. Like uh, there's, there's some, there's stuff here that's good, but there's just not enough.
3: That's my problem. It, it feels very incomplete. And so trying to give a score, and, and a lot of times you'll have even creators, oh, I hate when they give scores for a number one. It is true, but that's what we yeah. do here. So I am I think that, yeah, I think I'm about, I can't go full. I, man, I don't know. I like Squid Batman. It's, I want to yeah. know about <laughs> Squid Batman, right? Like, next thing you know, you just throw, like, a net down there, and he gets caught up in the tuna net and shit like that. Just distract
2: done. him with, like, canned tuna constantly, yeah.
3: Just do that, right? Is he going to squirt ink and shit at people? I don't know. Is that
2: kid now going to
3: get a squid face? Maybe. I, he, I don't think he'd look very good with the squid. I'm, the kid seems very, like, not scared of squid faces. The funniest thing, too, is probably, like, <laughs> this kid is from out of town. Weird. He's from Smallville, they say. So he comes here, and I, I get the idea that maybe... He uh, he doesn't know Batman. He just thinks this is a Batman. He's like, man, Batman's yeah. a lot different than what I thought. I didn't think he looked like this.
2: They really tone him down for the cartoon. Batman's
3: there, like sucking
2: on the kid's head. Just,
3: it's very odd. Looks like a face hugger. It's all over the place, but I think I'll go six nine. Dude, I'll go sixty-nine. I'm gonna go sixty-nine just to be a little more just to be a little than, bit yeah, more positive, just a little
2: me. bit. Just a tiny I that. do
3: want to like this. I think that, like, I like certain aspects more than. Again, I'm gonna just keep comparing it to the uh, Garbo stuff. Yeah, but that that too could end up turning around for us. A lot of people liked it, but yeah, I think that most people will end up saying, "And there's a lot of ten out of the tens. So this is not a ten out of the ten. Whether or not you no. love it or whatnot, there, there, this isn't a perfect comic." There's a lot of problems with it but those problems could disappear if you tighten up the next issue and really have a clear purpose of what this book is to give me the idea of the story because right now you got Squid Batman, you got Two-Face that's Three-Face now, you got Talons without hands, you end up having Alfred he's ending up and in that there's not that much going on here to get that many things involved. No. And then you got Izzy inner turmoil of the owls i mean serious the only
2: thing that's happened is squid batman's released and like how you go about doing that doesn't need this amount of cruft
3: yeah yeah that's what i I think that it's like i don't know doesn't seem like there was a full story uh there but maybe it will be next issue so yeah hopefully but we'll be back doing that and i'm i I debated on whether but we'll probably continue the raphael grandpa manual as well we'll continue going through hopefully both will
2: you know, get better. Now that Eric's back, we can carry on doing the the shitty black label book.
3: Yeah, the stuff that he'll never touch. Yeah. He he won't read that Raphael Grandpa book. He said just to make people upset. He looked at like two pages and he said, "quote unquote, this looks like shit." Like I I didn't go that far.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I it's told not- you when
3: we were doing it, it's not his style. He would not. He probably would love this art, but again, I don't think so. We'll see. But we'll go off. Now to whatever There's not a lot of books whatever. this week Whatever it might actually be I think I'll say it I'll call it now We're going to go off to a lighter side Of the podcast we're going to go off Me and Luke Hollywood hopefully Because he's on a bit of a holiday But he's supposed to do it a little Bat Baby If not it'll be me talking Bat Baby But we'll be back with that in just a moment
1: He got his first
3: real comic Got it at a five and down, Read it to his fingers man, Been reading comics most of his life Him and some guys from school They had a book and they tried real hard Jake quit,
0: Knuckles got married Youngness was never gonna get far
3: Who when he looks back now Just Mario, Never Eric said, Most of his life Full continuity as I say all the time And I'm glad you're back here Because now I can use songs like that It doesn't really work It's like, all I right, think, here, I, here I am with Simon <laughs> I think glad I got I go.
1: my first comic At a Gennardi supermarket Oh my, see, it, it works out It's not kind of a five and dime Correct, but your grandmother got it for you
3: you told me that. So well, yeah, yeah, I could buy you. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, I still can't, Eric. So take that. I'm poor, is what I'm saying. Or am I just I get broke? It. I might be both. Here we are. I'm a broke ass old man, is what I am, Eric. And here we are with one last book for the night. Speaking of broke ass old men, we're going to be talking a little Superboy. Bowl. <laughs> <What> <laughs> makes the no hell? sense. And the weird play when people were going on and on about the Magsasagio backup story in Action Comics last week, I think it was last week. Week last week, week before, whenever it was, was the idea that it did seem to really go against the whole concept of pretty much the mission totally. statement of this book. Uh, and somebody asked her, and she's like, Oh, they're not connected. And you could tell that that was obvious. But all in all, this idea of us going through this whole what was a round robin was okay, though. We still were kind of enjoying the concept. Of the it. It, it wasn't playing out great. You ended up wanting the
1: Cosmoteers to be a little more bigger and better. I'm telling but you, by the end of this whole thing, Superboy should still be able to have his tears out there in space that he goes and hangs out with every once in a while. Just like Superboy, you know, Juck Clark Kent, as boy did with the Legion of Superheroes back in the day. This was Connor Kent's Legion of Superheroes in space, a ragtag group of clones just like himself. It would have been so cool, but we don't get to do that by the end of this issue.
3: And, and y- it would have been easy enough to do it. You could end up, because, yeah, they end up doing bad things. Kind of. Doing- don't no. let those, but make it so that maybe we need new cosmeteers. <laughs> but you don't have to have them be straight up murderers. That just ends up being what they are. <laughs> you want to have, you know, the big bad there, but the Trav, other two, yeah. yeah, Trav being the, the he could have just been the one who took it too
1: far. The I other agree. two are just like, like oh man and together, and he could like add more to that whole thing. Like it could have been good, but in the end, it's like. Oh, no, you, oh, no. You're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna be doing better for the rest of your life behind bars thinking about what you did, <laughs>
3: you know, and I, I believe it was Piro, and she's like, oh, man, because like, hey, you're gonna be able to go behind bars, but you'll find that nice person within you. And she ends up saying. I'll be glad to talk to her. When it, like, in a weird way that confuses me. Dude, like, what I'm what telling you, like the, the
1: dialogue and narration, is something, I, I don't mind the story. I think it's pretty cool, especially for what it could have been if it actually led to Connor Kent being who he says he wants to be by the end of this, even though at the Action Comics backup we have makes it look like he just he's just going to dye his hair he's and that's so him moving on yeah it's, yeah it's weird it's got you but this could have been so much better than it was and like added so much more depth to the connor ken character to make him separate than from the rest of the superman family especially now that we since we have a like uh, john Ken out there doing superman stuff yeah and maybe you could have made the play now again the united
3: planets quarantine earth seems to be a lantern thing but is it just a lantern thing I no mean, it's not you,
1: because we have a lot of things even though i'm saying the, the, even the legion of doom can't do boom tubes that's, off what, planet that's or anything. the whole
3: play and that's where i said when we talked about that earlier that makes it bigger because yeah it's not just that so you might have been able to like continue on and have connor just like unfortunately hey i'm stuck in space i gotta tell do me this. if you could have
1: tied this in better because you know it's a round robin story that was written before anything that like you know dc had plans on doing for the dc university and what we're dealing with now so when you have that, if you could have tied it in better, where he's out in space, he wants Kalex to teleport him back, and he can't. Kalex says, whatever, for every reason, we can't get you back. You have to stay out there in space, and he forms his own Cosmeteers. Like, I'm not saying you get your own Superboy book where it continues on like that, but you could. Almost like Superboy's own Mega Man. Yeah, that's
3: it would be a lot like a Mega Man, and so maybe that could have been something. I do like, though, in what little synergy you have when he does go back to Earth, he's like, you know what I think is cool? Trav's
1: little red streak. I think I'm going to give myself one there because That's all I'm, I thought looking about. At this I'm like, why is this so weird? It's. Um, I'm telling you, the idea that we have our bad guy, Trav, who becomes the cyborg superboy in this story and he has a streak through his hair, a red streak through his hair. And, like, then Superboy goes and does the same thing to himself in action comics. Like, that is pretty much the same thing as Robin going to Earth 3, realizing the evil version of himself calls yeah, himself Drake. Yeah, that's to say. I'm going myself
3: Drake. Yeah, it really felt like Drake is what it is. It's like, I'm going to get that thing and kind of read rebe- back. It's very odd. But he even had this in that play when me and – uh Rocky talked about the last issue while well, you were gone. And at the end, I did get all excited. Oh my God, it's his, you know, cyborg superboy. That'd be kind of cool. cool. And in the yeah. meantime, you ended up having Rocky get excited. It's like, oh my God, like, because he had, they had talked, him and his buddy Jace had talked to Kenny Porter at that point, And Kenny Porter's like, I hope that people understand, like, I'm trying to set up a cyborg superboy, but he wasn't allowed to say anything about it. So then we're talking about it. And I brought it up and he was like, and it not blew his mind, but he's like, Did I actually accidentally say I'm like, no, it's just that's what it seems like It's like, that's what he's going for. So I I thought I was smart, Eric. You know, (laughs) whenever I feel smart, I'm all excited with it. But when you get into this issue, I don't know, it just kind of lessens because we're just going to get out of this. And it is a shame. With the tears you give us the credits, and then we'll we'll jump into this.
1: Superboy, the Man of Tomorrow, number six, written by Kenny Porter with Arfai, Genoi Lindsay, and Lucas Catoni, and in this, the idea is we're going to have our final showdown with Trav, who's now turned himself into the super cyborg Superboy, because as you if you remember before. He was a Daxamite clone, but taken away all his power so he would never have the Kryptonian powers that he felt he deserved. So he put himself in a new body, one of Connor Kent. So now, and also imbued with the cybernetics that the Daxamite were doing even with him. So now he's the cyborg Superboy. He now has all the power in the world that he ever won. And he's going to take down that little flea that's been in this freaking, like, you know, biting his ass this entire time. That's Connor Kent. But we have the rest of our cosmeteers, Pure Ed, Rotor coming to their senses about what they've been doing. And they're going to fight along Superboy against their former leader, Trav. And with that, it's just such a weird idea because you have this final showdown. It's the final countdown to the final showdown and what you have instead is like, oh boy, I look at Trav and I realize it's just this inner narration that Connor has is just so out of nowhere. I'm like, why are you focusing on what you like, you know, I've been focusing on the past when I should have been focusing on the future. I'm like, you're fighting for your life, Connor. This feels so weird out of nowhere. It's almost like, Kenny Porter realized I really have to make a point to the story that I'm writing and I have to make sure it's like people understand what I've been trying to do with the character. So it's so out of left field.
3: Well, and you said that and that kind of gives in my mind exactly what Rocky said to me, saying the idea that he was setting up a cyborg Superboy, but he was afraid that people weren't really getting it. I think that he kind of has that idea for the whole story. So to end it, I really he he ends up going really over the top with the narration of oh I'm fighting myself I'm doing this and it, it it's like on repeat at points and in that again why wouldn't you have had like you would have thought at the beginning too that Trav by the end while well, he is a straight up murder and villain but he'd have that like redemption moment or at least realize what's going on just a straight up fight and it's it is a shame Pira and Rotor because. It's a struggle to get new characters out there anyway And like you said You may not have a Connor Kent Superboy book even But what you do at the end Pretty much just slams the door on them It really seems like they can't end up doing something Unless you go way down the line Or some weird play But even then when we were talking earlier when you do have, because really it is just a fight
1: back and forth with this, with Trav, and I'm going to do this and I'm going to take it. Even when you have this, it becomes this ultra spectacle kind of thing. It's almost like Goku versus Goku Black here from this Dragon Ball Super. Because when you have Trav's like, I'm finally going to take you out with this gigantic Kamehameha wave. And it's like, oh boy, I should not be able to do this. Nobody should be able to stop this wave that Cyborg Superboy is about to hit. But you know what? If I push myself with my, with my, with my TK powers, I'll be able to do this. And you even have this whole thing where it looks like he almost goes like Kaioken times 10, and is able to push it back at him and destroys him. Like, but that's the final thing where it just is it like, a or it makes you, all you think of is Dragon Ball when you look at this final battle between Trav and Superboy. And it's kind of anti-chimatic because you have still pictures here and it's just not that cool, overwhelming. like, almost like when Gohan took out Cell in the Cell saga. That this overwhelming feeling of it. Like, because, it's it, look, I love Dragon Ball. Self it and is Fierce, like it and that's why I, mean, I could think that when I see this final battle. Because I tell you, these are just Kamehameha waves going back and being pushed at each other until one over... He yells even louder, becomes Super Saiyan 13, and is able to push it back on, you know, Cyborg Superboy.
3: And really what you're doing here is the whole play up to this, and then you get into this, In like seven pages in, you get the big, you know, wave, and then it basically is didn't and Trav is no
1: burned to a crisp. But the thing is, he there's no identifying marks on his body anymore besides for char and cinder. He's still alive somehow. <laughs> My ass, he's still alive. What the hell are you po- – well, he wants to be you're killed. You're covering your ass by
3: saying that. <laughs> Very odd. So this is where – and I said when we talked about earlier, the Green Lantern, of course, shows up. And this is a weird play. Because you end up, it looks there's Guy, there's Kyle. You have a bunch of different lanterns, and they're like, "Hey, you're under arrest by order of the United Planets." And but yet, and they have a asterisk, and this says this takes place before, and we knew. Remember, this book was that weird play. It almost played out like the Super Sons book back in the day after they aged up John. But we're gonna oh. have this real quick. Series that happens in between well, the thing well, to Even get the this deal, series like,
1: because what we have With this series like this takes place before action comics Number 1050 so obviously This probably
3: does take place before Grant but why are you giving why When you see the Green Lantern Corps show up and say you're under Arrest by order of the United Planets Why do you need an asterisk and an editor's Note because that really is Kind of what's going on now and in a weird Way I think that in the background we're Seeing that when we find out Guy and Kyle aren't actually on the Green Lantern Corps under the United Planet. Something is up with them. I don't know. I just kind of like, why would you have to do that? No, it's weird. I get you. It, it's weird. So you end up having it again. I'm waiting for this moment of well you know we're gonna let you go or maybe connor we trust you and you could end up watching over
1: them they could work off a release program now right to the side down. i'm telling you it is the most ridiculous thing because like you have these characters here they were pretty much rate born to be weapons they were slaves for the freaking dominator acts and stuff like that they broke out they were trying to do some good traveling over the top they followed in suit and ended up killing a Green Lantern to try to save, like the the Kospiteers face for what they were doing. You know, trying to make things better and just take down the Dominators, but they killed a Green Lantern. So it's just kind of, kind of, you know what, guys? I bet you're really good people, and you know what? If you have time to think about what you've done, I'm sure you can aspire to even more greatness. And I'm just sick the entire time he's doing this rah rah speech, trying to get them to be the best people they could possibly be, even when the Green Lantern shows up, like, yeah, you're in a science cell the rest of your life, and they ain't big cells. You're done. Yeah, you're done.
3: And and the like, weird plague
1: is- this, Good people like, or not, I'm like, look, Pira Rotor, I, I believe in you. I know that you didn't want to do this. Your ass is better run now. I want you to make a break for it. I even maybe want Connor Kent to make a diversion for your ass with some tactile telekinesis. Yeah, I'll help you. I'll, I'll end up because they're coming for you. Because they did you. a bad thing, but your ass is going to go in a science cell for the rest of your life. And maybe you could have, like, again, they- they did
3: kind of murder a deal but you could have just put that all on Trav when you originally did it have them just
1: being these no people, i agree but they, ended up,
3: they ended up being like you know unwitting
1: accomplices I, exactly at the point i need they, them to be dupes that were just doing like doing what they thought they were right and didn't realize how bad it was getting exactly and you could have played that and then you could have had then even
3: so because you have the green Lantern court coming down connor could still think well they're going to take you away anyway because of this listen I'll make a distraction. You go and they do get away. And that would be cool because them in a science cell, them off, we probably won't see them ever again anyway. It's really I not gonna do I want them to
1: be outlaws that are going against the United Federation of Planets are still trying to do good outside the law. Yeah, because really, in my mind, I mean, they're going to go in the yard. They're going to start pumping iron. There These ain't t- no yard. There ain't no yard.
3: <laughs> I like the idea that they're like back to back with the cells. So they're there. They're like, hey, they're double. You see how small their cells are? That's their life now. Yeah, it's bad. And then you have, it's a weird play because, again, we like, you love Connor, one of your favorite yeah. characters. So he's there, right? Looks a little hand Solo-esque with all this equipment. He's like, you know, you have a lot to make up for. But just remember, starting today, you're a whole new person. And then you end up having Pyrus like, when I feel like I can forgive myself, I can't wait to meet her. I'm like, who's she? to? Oh, she means herself. They zip off in these things, and it takes Connor three seconds. He has already forgotten about it. Well,
1: that's the end of that chapter. Oh, well. Back home I go.
3: It's almost like at that point, he's like, well, what do you I tweeted something out, and I said it out loud. Oh, what were the names again? Hashtag kids that hung out with me. Hashtag change. (laughs) It's so funny that it doesn't even take a paddle. He's like, oh, they're gone. Oh, shit, I got to get back to my family. And then you even have those, you know, hey. And it's funny, too, when you end up having these kids there, right? You got the regular kid with a really bad haircut, and then you get the Cyclops. I like to call them Clops. You end up where they're like, you risk your life for us. I like to call uh, him rather- Clops. What a <laughs> <Like, laughs> Clops. Because when he runs, he, he sounds like he's a horse. He's clapping around. He's an asshole. Plus, see. Who likes anybody who runs client. around with overalls? Hey there farmer clops get the fuck you end up where he's like hey you risked your life for us for a planet everyone else wrote off who are you and then he ends up going a friend and winks I'm like they're like you never heard of any hero named a friend I want there to be a it story was a on great the side call back to Superman I want there to be a story now though on a side that this planet starts worshipping a friend they think that great. that's his name they start doing wacky shit they you know everybody's winking at everybody because that's all they know so they they he ends up going back, and he's like, "Hey, KLX, cool. I I want him to actually yell like Klex. Hey, you kind of sold me out at points here, but okay, they're back on the Kent farm. And the weirdest play of this is basically in my mind, it's like, "Hey, Connor, get over here. Like, take off that bullshit coat and put this coat on. <laughs> Just got another coat. It made me You think well. that's
1: the weirdest play because he comes back and gets that new Action Comics uniform that he, we see him wearing in current continuity." The weirdest play is that we're having a big Kent family barbecue with the Superman family to welcome Connor back. There's no Lois Lane. There's no John Kent. Those fuckers are like, not my, not part of my family. Yeah, now think of this. What would
3: that be before 1050? I think Steel's there. Lana's not there. She's
1: not allowed. The super kids are there. The super twins are there. We have Kara there. We have you know both versions of Steel. We have Keenan Kong there. We have the, like, the, the the Kent, Ma and Pa Kent. No Lois and no John Kent. No. Well, here's the thing. You know
3: for a fact, both of them are just party poopers. They're, they're miserable pricks. They end up, when they show up, John's going to start yelling something about, we should be out saving this thing. Like, shut up. And Lois is, like, writing a story or something. So they they want to actually have a cool barbecue, not a Debbie Downer barbecue. And you do have a play mean you both said that there are. there's a word bubble in here that it should be Cal. Superman saying it of, you're God, like yeah. a big brother. Uh, you know, you're like oh, a I'm brother to brother. me. Yeah, and he's like, I'm the big brother. And when I read it first, I'm like, I think something hit your head in space. Like, what's going on? And it's definitely it was it was messed up. But it's well, a nice right, moment. With this
1: idea of this, you know, big family picnic that we're having, welcoming, or barbecue that we're welcoming Connor back and stuff like that, showing that he matters to the family, apparently not Lois or John, but matters to the family. It's just funny when, like, he's sitting there next to Kara, it's like, so what's the deal with that bracelet? Aren't your planet hopping days over? And all I can think of is like, dot, 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 you filthy clone. <laughs> because of this, how Kara grew up, how the idea of clones still, it. in the back of her mind, she can't get over her bigotry of cloning. That would be hilarious. Like, hey, <laughs> dot, you filthy coat! That's how I
3: read it. I, I, I actually, they're like, listen, we're going to give you a new coat now. Please, find Vince Neal and give him back his pants. The, these pandex, pants are so cool. How dare you? They're so crazy. Uh, they're the best. But yeah,
1: he ends up with that Those are cone. just his original
3: pants. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, though, at this point, they're upgrading the custom. This kid has been wearing the same clothes for 20 years. He's got to stop. Get something else. He, I, I wish he said, like, you just want him to go back to the jeans and the t shirt. Yeah, maybe he's like, This coat's okay, it's just get a little less spikes than I like. And they're like, hey. Actually, he's spikes like, This is super. good. He have he's theirs. like, This is good. Every time I get tired, I end up like my head goes and hits one of them damn spikes. It's the worst, but yeah, that coat. He's he super. actually, you don't understand. They said, Take that coat back and give it back
1: to Nicky Six. See, it all works out. We the craziest part is when when Kara asks him about the bracelet, like, I thought you were planning to hop days over. He's like, you know what? I'm going to keep it on just in case somebody out there needs me. Kalex could teleport me wherever I need to be, and he'll make sure I go. Kalex is at this barbecue. His ass is teleported without Kalex doing anything, and Kalex has no idea where he got. How does this bracelet work? I, I don't know.
3: And, and when it happened, at first I thought that Kalex was just fucking with him. Like, Kalex is there, and it's like, yeah, I don't like this conversation, and sends him off this planet, and you say this, how, not even just, like, the idea that he gets, but he is sent to a, dis- like, who is
1: doing this, and knowing that it's very odd. And I'm telling you, if, there, if, there, if we kept this going on, like I said, the idea, if you want to do spinoff stuff, because you don't have enough room to do everything with the Superman family that you want to be doing, maybe you don't want to do an entire series, maybe six issues, I don't know how things work, because I want more than a backup, I know that, but if you have him teleported away at a certain point before the like the quarantine of Earth goes up where he's trapped then and we can have that ongoing or six-issue mini of Superboy just doing super stuff, you, the idea of the Cosmeteers is so cool. Have him put together a team like Clark's Legion of Superheroes when he was Superboy could be so much fun. I swear to God that
3: he acts – like if you look at the scene that he gets sent to it, it looks like he's like on like Red Rain Earth or something. They look like zombies or vampires.
1: He's there. You that a- he's on an alien planet, full of like keeping kids from whatever, like zombies, were and stuff like that. But they're on an Earth van. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm sitting there thinking that yeah, I. You think know what that- I'm looking at, know? It's it's a van, but it ain't got no wheels. It's got them hovercrafts. It does, and it, it looks like it's like a you know, it could be a VW bus. They want to see the dead. He
3: misinterprets this to take them to a zombie fucking planet. They didn't really mean dead people. And actually, when you look at it, nobody gets that reference. Web well, I thought it was OK. It's dead. on the fly. You know, so people love in that. this, though, just squint a little and think of this as actually these zombies. They hit like the door dash and they ordered up some kids. And he's, it looks like he's delivering them like on a platter. Here he go. Zombies like, why are they there? These they're different aliens, and they're all having a like. They look like one kid's laughing. The girls like yeah, yeah. The other kids like some of them are laughing it up like they're just touring around looking at shit, having the time of their
1: lives, surviving zombie
3: apocalypses. Uh, uh, the blue, it's like the blue alien kids. They're uh, they're loving it, you know. The like girls clump like it. Yeah, the t- <laughs> You end up having horny on the side there. You know, looks Dude, like those horns or are those just ears? I they're horns. He looks like that one guy uh, in the cantina in in New Hope. He, well, you know, what the guy I'm talking about, the, the crazy, crazy, yeah, horny guy. No, not Greedo. That other guy, like they just pan by him. And remember that guy has that crazy, I know what you're like talking about. smile. It's like the that devil. bat, boy. yeah, the devil guy. That's who it looks like, right? And then I don't know. You got cool haired girl. You got another, the girl on the back there. She looks like like she's like I don't know. Look at her like, just right, well, the thing is, we
1: have these alien kids, but I swear that one is just a, a regular Earth kid with headphones That's on. That's what I'm saying. It looks like a regular kid, like, who the fuck did this happen?
3: I don't know what the scene, like, the scene, it really is, I wonder what this means. It doesn't mean anything, but
1: it's going Now, I'll fun. tell you this, because, like, again, obviously the story is written before any kind of plans were known about what DC's doing with any of these characters. Like after, with the DC you know, versus DC. vampires type shit? No, 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 no. With, da- with Dawn of DC oh. is what I'm talking about. So when you have Connor Kent be teleported back to the Kent family farm for the, like, welcome back barbecues yeah. of the force of the Solitude, <laughs> and, you see, and you see all the family that... It would have been nice for a little bit of synergy and maybe have Miss Martian there since you were going to push him and her having a relationship that was given to us out of nowhere, last issue of yeah, Action Yeah, again, they, that was just
3: something that was there for a while, and they threw it in there that makes a What I would have liked, though...
1: I, I, I just want some background. It's just like the idea that we had, though. It's like, oh, here's a, like, you know... I'm trying to think of characters that were just put together. Like remember, like, Tim and Bernard. Like, this show something okay, yeah, that, like, something. started things off, because we're, like, uh, we're just pushed into it, like, oh, this is a thing. No, you know what it was? Show me something like when Tim and Stepp are breaking up, or something along those lines. Because these things, when they're just given to us, I'm like, I want to see backstory. How about God? they
3: meet in this continuity? Connor's out and about, right? He's doing his thing. Things are happening. He gets back. Unfortunately for him, they have now retroed the whole identity. He uh, and he has a brain aneurysm. He dies because you know he doesn't have that fix He's that gone. the Martian He's Manhunter gone. made. He's dead, Eric, and that's what what you have at the end. That's actually him in hell. He actually died and went to hell. He's trying to save some people he thinks he's terrible. It. Cool. The Ender. But yeah, it's a shame that the Cosmeteers, we hardly knew ye. They kind of seemed, the, the name's great, and you could have done sure. something with them. And it would have been, in, like, again, you still can have something. But I think that what you would end up having would be, at one point, Connor, oh, I'm going to go see my, and they just see him in their cells. I wanted, like, a point where. Two years from now, suddenly something happens with them and he has to call them in. It'd be kind of cool, but it's kind of hard the way it is. Maybe we could go with the idea of the United Planets. When they end up toppling, you get the hell out of there where nobody's looking. Or they'll just say, hey, one of those things like, oh, they were corrupt. So anybody who got arrested at this point, we could do that. But they were murderers. So you yeah. don't get it.
1: But what would you give this? Ultimately, I like the art in this, and I'll give it a 6 out of 10. The thing is, I like yeah. the story. It's just a, that it didn't really fulfill everything that I wanted for like a, a finale to it, because even the idea of, like, here's a cyborg Superboy to be a foe to our Superboy. I'm like, that's great. You created something good. He's defeated instantly, and it looks like he'll never come back. Obviously, he can come back to these comics, but it just feels like it was so anticlimactic for the idea that you're presenting for a cyborg Superboy. Along the lines of, like, when you came up with Match, the bizarro of Superboy, Great character. He can keep coming back and has kept coming back. I love that character. Cyborg Superboy sounds great. Travis an asshole, fine. And he hates Superboy. Great. Great motivation. Just taken out instantly because of tactile telekinesis. And everything with the like, you know, like it just feels so separated from everything we have in action comics. It just I don't know. I want the progression that they promised me in this. Then you go to action comics, like, oh no progression, he just dyed his hair a little bit and cries. Yeah, and
3: we'll see what happens. I mean, now he's, you know, his big villain burn victim Superboy. But
1: No, it isn't and
3: it's weird because you ended up having this. It was the winner was of, of the round robin, and at, at a point, I'd say that okay, you know, Kenny, he, he made it bigger than what I thought it was going to be. I mean, it, it's still kind of isolated, but it was cool, and it went this ending though. Well, it's kind of a. This is what I expected, like, this whole thing would be. Oh, at the the end, end that like, yeah, the narration he has like, man,
1: I should punch myself in the face for how I used to be. i got to think better about how I, like, treat myself. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you're so heavy-handed
3: with and it. And it is this heavy-handed pushing the idea of, you know, him doing that. But unfortunately, and again, nothing of his problem, fault, or whatever, but having that one backup where it just looks like, okay, he's back to sad sack and this really didn't matter. Uh, it matters to me eric as they say it, matter, because it matters because i'd rather i'd rather have this return we have him in his coat he's got the bracelet he's ready to rock and that's fine i i don't space mind. space adventure connor Kent not kind of recharges batteries he kind of ended up realizing that he does need his family and they need him and he ended up can do some good and maybe he can do some things on his own i was looking bracelet, for a but, place
1: to belong but it turns out I had that place all along.
3: I, w- I found out the power was within. I was I was dying to be somebody new, but then I ended up killing a guy, and now I'm not dying, and then I'm here. Isn't that? I'm how you, say there, there,
1: there, there was some stuff in between with our like action comics and stuff like that, where you saw the rest of the Super Fat Man family. But like when you had that backup in the last issue of Action Comics, where it was just Superboy, which I it's great. I love Superboy. So give me more of that. But just I like to imagine. Like, okay, we have John's uh, Connor's back. We have this big welcome back, you know, barbecue. All our friends and family are here. And then the next morning, he wakes up, and is a bitch to mock Kent the entire time, dyes his hair, and just gets back on his T
3: He, like, wakes up, and he's like, all right, what am I going to do today? Like, they have to keep sharp objects away from him that next day. Where's like, my oh girlfriend
1: at? I can't wait to tell her to probe my mind and be pissed about it. Yeah,
3: yeah. Hey, probe my mind. Don't ever do that again. You're sending me mixed signals here, asshole. Like, come on now. But yeah, he, uh... This isn't butt stuff. Come on. Hey, I don't think that you want to dye that hair like that. Shut up, Ma! Get out of town. I'm not Clark, you bitch. Like, isn't that Be what Be better, happened? Connor. Be better. I remember that. And they like, "Oh my God, wait till I tell Jonathan." Yeah, you can fuck off
1: too. This is my story. <laughs> Get that, like like Alex. young Justice Trio characters, like Impulse and like you know Superboy and Robin, they all just had this terrible identity crisis right now for what they once oh, were. with Identity the ba- crisis. With, you know, with, uh, Bart becoming, you know, kid flash at the one point, even flash and then back to kid flash. Now he's just impulse again. I feel like he'd just be the entire, like the thing with that, like, you know, the identity crisis that Tim and Connor are both having right now. And I'm like, none of you guys deserve this and you should have been able to work past this. No problem. And then he's like, where's Bart? And they're like, I, last we saw, him, he's running around with Max Mercury
3: doing bullshit. <laughs> he's just running. And having what was fun. he doing
1: in the last thing? What was that last bit? Was that The last
3: or? thing, I think, was The Flash, where he ended up at the beginning, him and Max Mercury, the size Remember,
1: they were trying to break oh, the was barrier. That? Okay, yeah. And he's okay. like,
3: I, I didn't see nothing, Max. I don't know
1: why That's he talks right. like that. For some reason, I thought it was something else besides Cy yeah, stuff. Yeah, it seems just like
3: that. He's just running around there trying to get back and, and stuff like that. But yeah. Connor goes from this. I guess maybe, you know, the bullshit. He didn't, somebody ate his food. Well, he did end up spilling his coffee there. And he got pissed. He came back. He's like, fuck all you. He like thought the party was going to continue. But once he went in the space, they all like went to bed and he got pissed. I don't. There is a backup that we haven't been talking about. This is a Kevin Hawk Scott. S- Hawkman and Hulk thing, woman. I don't know. It looks kind of exciting. But we ended up realizing these are just like. Kind of like treatments that would get, yeah. but they're a few pages. not really even full stories, so we don't deal with no. it. Uh, you gave it. A, did you give this a six? Is that what you? I said? give it a six. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to go six as well. So that's that is done. What is your book of the week? My book of the week is Green Lantern number four. So is mine. Everybody should check that out and give some love to Jeremy Adams, who announced just today, I believe, or yesterday, that he's going to be doing a new Flash Gordon book, and I thought it'd be I really cool. If he was doing a Flesh Gordon book, that'd be a little, a little more you got a weird enticing idea. to me, Eric, it would be. I like Flesh. Flesh Gordon's one of those things that I like the idea. You know what I mean? Like, hey, oh, that's get you. cool. It's a copy deal, but... Yeah. Until you keep,
1: keep reading, are like, oh, I don't need this. It,
3: it's like the idea, oh, my God, the, the Rocketeer is great. I'm like, mm. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of got yeah. kind of a neat kind of idea or like Tron. You're like, no, that's, uh, no, 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 I get it. Let's get some more Tron. You're right. I mean, you're like that. You're like, you know, stupid things like, hey, Goonies. Nah, I don't know. Goonies. Eh, eh.
1: Monster Squad, Jim. Monster Squad. Yeah, that's where it's at.
3: You now, Forrest Gump. Eh, eh. Forrest Gump. I saw, I saw a really cool video I was going to send to you just as an aside here. I, we don't usually do this, but ever. I, I was going to send because, uh, you ended up having, I guess Robert Zemeckis talking to Tom Hanks. Saying this kid who's playing the young Forrest, he can't get the, the you know, the way that he should be talking right. You end up where you have Tom Hanks, he has this voice, and so Tom Hanks, in a brilliant move that makes the entire movie, said, Why are we doing this? I'll just talk like he does. And that's yeah. that kid's normal voice. So, you know, with the with the extended consonants and stuff, that's all that kid's normal voice, and it made it easy, but Tom Hanks a gem. He ended up doing it so the kid didn't struggle with trying to learn a different voice. It was a really neat video the way it is. Need out, Eric. But here we go. Neat-o. That is an aside. Alright, that's the anecdote of the day. Here we go with what's next week, and there's a lot of books. We have a lot of books. Two of these will be on the Patreon spotlight where it is over at the Patreon. Patreon.com slash weird science. It comes out every Thursday night. Me and Eric are talking about whatever two books the bad pick. We always we like to play a game of guessing. By the end of Let's here, I I like to do well. that. Yeah, I, I'm trying to get that. My, I've completely lost my my voice now, so I'm trying here desperately. Batman, Superman, World's Finest, number twenty. Nice. I believe at this point, yeah. You want some magog. Yeah, we're gonna go back to Kingdom Come after that little interlude thing that we had. We have Catwoman number fifty-eight continuing Gotham War. Ooh, that Gotham War, Jim. The hotness. It's Teeny Howard. I don't know people the hotness. Were, people were. Own shave at us, C- city boy number five. We like nice. the city boy, right? Sure do. That I hope that we get something out. We're of going this to this issue, yeah. And and the whole play of all of this. No, I think he actually. No, we already was did there that. And yeah. He's skedaddling out and going somewhere and the thing else.
1: Is, I was mad that Bloodhaven Spirit Animal was a bad. I'm like, why would
3: you do that? <sighs> yeah. Hopefully, he doesn't go to Amnesty Bay because that is a hateful place, Eric. We Cheers. we already established that. Cyborg number four. What is a Soul, Jim? I don't know, because it, as far as I thought, last issue kind of like spelled out that all that was all bullshit, and you just I end up it. having weird robot shit going on. But then you have Green Lantern World Journal number two. It's a mind-bender of that one.
1: <laughs> we'll see how that works out with the uh, Revenant Queen coming to... Tony, it, this the concept alone is, weirds me out, because like, how do we have an ongoing series... But John Stewart, as this, you know, the war journal, what we're dealing with, when the concept was brought to us from the dream state of jo- of John Stewart when Dark Crisis was going on, that was a dream world that he inhabited. Now it's all here, but that continuity but it, still stands. It because
3: it was actually, well, I, I don't know, but it, people are uh, people are guessing that that whole deal is Kat Matui coming to take revenge from a multiversal deal. I, I swear. Hawkgirl number four. That book is, I know it's a, book. a lot of people don't like it, but it, it ends up where me and you, de- you like that first issue. I'm not even making fun of you about it. I'll wait for the next week to do that. But it had some kind, like, that book has completely lost the narrative in my mind where I don't know if we're time traveling, changing timelines, doing this, that. The other thing, I can barely tell anymore. Very odd, Uh, but we'll see. If we get more galaxy, I think we might. Jay Garrick, The Flash, number one. That nice. is the Jeremy Adams Golden Get The HBO. Flash and the Boom. Pretty cool. Yeah, like the cars that go boom from Latrim, no. Eric, your favorite Latrim. I think that'll be on the Patreon spotlight. Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong, number one. I think that'll be on the spotlight. Definitely. That's on the spotlight. Nightwing, number 107. He's got, a pirate. <laughs> he is a pirate of sorts. Oh, my God. Superman, number seven. One of nice. my favorite books. That book is. That book is lit, as the kids I wanna say. I want to love
1: that book, but I always feel like I need more out of it. And I'm hoping this is like each issue. I hope that's going to be the one that really this is the turning point for me.
3: But Eric, it's off the chain. You got the chain, that's right? Chain. That was my joke. The chain's there. He's going to go wreak havoc and Titans number four. Yeah, Titans
1: number four. Oh, I'm sitting here, I'm like, what the fuck happened in Titans? That's no brother Eternity. Brother Eternity, we have that, but I think I'm going to read that.
3: I think we're just kind of uh meandering a bit to get to Beast World, uh, so we have that brother. No, does anybody beast like world. the idea of Brother Eternity? Do you? Yeah, I kind don't of. I wanna see why, you know, Garth and Rome and things like that, but still. Exactly. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I do think that the whole play of this, Just League versus Godzilla versus Kong and J. Garrick the Flesh will be the spotlight. I the always books. think that I'm like a hundred percent sure that there's no way and then they end City up those boy. those those badasses, they always end up surprising you. They do. And again, if you want to listen bored. to the show, listen to a bunch of other things as well, and even go to the level of badass and vote on the books, go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. Eric, I'm getting very, very <laughs> loose in my voice so bad. And I, I had a lot of hopes and dreams tonight of doing some parents' oh, hopes and dreams. Did that huh. is out. Unless I decide like it would be a good play to do like a screaming song tonight. Like screaming stuff. You like that? I don't like that. But that is it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Thanks, Simon, and also Luke, for joining us as well, as well as all eh, everybody listening, all you weirdos, all the Get Fresh crew. Hey everybody. Uh, all right, and we'll be back next week. What do we say at the end, Eric?
1: Everybody have a great week. We Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven.
0: You are all weirdos.
3: Weird Science is the Weird science is the revolution.